Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 4, The Oblige. The recap, discussion, and review. Here we are to celebrate Rick Grimes. Now, are you all, is everyone all right after watching that episode? Do you guys need a big verbal hug? Is everyone okay with that cliffhanger? I mean, they left us on... They left us on this big mystery. What's going to happen to Rick, considering the way that the episode ends with the preview popping right in, going, next week's episode is the last episode of Rick Grimes. See, everyone's coming back. You see the Punisher's here. Everyone's here. But this episode was a mixed bag for me. There were some stuff that I enjoyed in this episode again. Some the I think I liked the Negan stuff. I liked Negan and Michonne scenes in general. I thought they had some good acting chemistry going back and forth with each other. Even though it kind of came out of nowhere and it was a little ham-fisted in there. Like, this is going to be our thing moving forward because of... Once Rick's out of the way and moving forward, and when we have a Negan and Michonne kind of thing, we have to be like, we're both sides of the same coin. I'm like you. You're like me. I'm like you, but not like you. Why do you think you're like me? Why do you celebrate the dead like me? I don't not like me. I don't... Ah! <laughs> but I generally, compared to some of the other stuff in this episode, enjoyed that. But this was a, another slow drag for me. I don't know if I'm just past that point in my Walking Dead relationship where I don't know if they could do something to please me. So maybe I'm not the best person to be discussing this episode. I'm not, I'm saying, yeah, I'm totally devaluing my opinion right from the beginning of this. If this is your first time tuning in, you might as well just tune it off because you're like, what the hell is this? This guy's basically saying not to listen to him. And yeah, you shouldn't listen to me because I don't know if this show can please me. The end of this episode with Rick, I thought that was really forced. Again, it's a moment of stupidity. Why is he... I understand the metaphorical reasons of him being attached to this bridge and attached to this whole situation of connecting the people. But therefore, in a moment, it's like, hey, let's get away from these hordes. I'll jump on the back with Daryl. We just told each other we're brothers. But no, I'm going to stay here because the script demands I need to die. And then I also don't like how we know that Rick is going to die. Why did they deball this? It was Andrew Lincoln that unhappy that he said, no, you need to announce that I only have six episodes left. At what point did they decide in the creative process that we shouldn't make Rick's death a surprise and we should, we should promote this? After nine glorious seasons. Wait, where is it? Sorry, I got I to gotta play some sad music when I do this. Oh, gosh. I'm alone right now, but I'm never alone because I have with me the live motherfucking chat. And The Walking David will be joining me a little bit later, hopefully. But... Would you, would you hear this music? You've enjoyed Rick Grimes for nine seasons. Next week, on a very special episode of The Walking Dead, we travel down a history of Rick Grimes. Back when Glenn saved his little ass. Remember Daryl reminded you of that? And then we're going to see him and Shane together one more time. But... I gotta say, the preview for next week's episode with the sea of bodies, I don't want to talk too much about the preview before I talk about this episode, but it did look kind of cool, and, I, and I'm hoping for a good episode next week. But I don't know what it was. As I mentioned, I might not... I, the, the, the bloom is off my rose? Is that, is that the expression? I don't know if The Walking Dead can necessarily please me in some of the more dramatic elements or when the show's at a slower down pace. It There's points in this episode where I was struggling to keep interested in what was going on. I generally like the characters. I like what's happening, and I like the way the story seems to be picked 
picked up the pace a little bit. But every one of these episodes this season seems to start with a little bit of a montage, music montage. It's the reversed anarchy, the reversed Sons of Anarchy, where you're starting out with this, excuse me, with this little montage at the beginning. And then we're leading up to generally boring episodes with a slight flare-up in the middle. A slight flare-up where we almost have some action in the middle. And then each one of these episodes, it's it's limiting the time where action happens. It's it's shortening that gap. We're at, what was it, 10.55 or something? No, 9.55. And there, there's 10 minutes left in the episode because the episode has to end at 10.05 for some reason. Because you got to sw- fit in some more commercial breaks of... Uh, into the walking dead while while the ratings are still stellar and these rick grimes final two episodes run so they add these extra five minutes so i'm looking at the clock and and rick's got two episodes left something's gonna happen with rick rick and daryl are down in a hole (laughs) don't know if they're gonna give me (laughs) sorry that wasn't well rehearsed but they're they're down in a fucking hole through most of the episode, they fall into this giant hole, which I got to say, this is one of those points where I enjoyed the moment in this episode. I enjoyed the visual of them down the hole when they were trying to climb up and it's sliding down. Remind me of a, a level in Zel- in a Mario game where you where you trying to climb and you slide back down. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm in a babbly kind of mood. I, I can't say that that episode tremendously excited me, but I don't know if that's as I've mentioned a few times. I don't know if that's a credit to me just being a big mean dirty curmudgeon highlight the dirty aspect of that underline that three times i mean not i mean i showered i I mean more you know you know what i mean but i don't know if that's the case or or something i'm missing and if there's something i'm missing and people are really loving this season so far please let me know in the comment section or you can call on in at 781-990-8509 or you can jump if you're watching this right now into the live mother fucking chat. And let me go into the live chat and see who's in there right now. We got tons of oh, awesome, awesome people in the live chat right now. Santovia Major, great to see you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle next week's episode. First, Rick, or first Ken, now Rick. Listen, I don't, Rick Grimes is a decent television character when it comes down to it. He is, he's important to The Walking Dead. But we cannot let whatever happens to Rick Grimes understate in any way, shape, or form the loss that Ken put, uh, the dark cloud that the death of Ken put on this show. It might never be the same. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to quantify into words what this Ken thing. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, don't fucking assholes. There's assholes in my eardrums. Fucking assholes. <laughs> but yes, Antonia, I I agree with that. Let's go. Mr. Ed's grandson. Yeah, fuck Mr. Ed's grandson. I love Chris Hardwick. I saw the beginning of uh, Talking Dead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for myself, not to you. But does everyone just hate horses right now? Fuck horses. I think we all hate that horse that threw Rick Grimes off. What was up with that horse? You know what was up with that horse, Rick? You know what was up with that horse, Chris? It, the fucking script. We have to find a way to make Rick Grimes die here. Uh, hmm, let me think. Let me think. Uh, well, I was I read Game of Thrones recently, and and so and I I want to I want to think that when Jamie Ned got thrown off his horse, hurt himself, he threw a pl- plunge in himself. <laughs> I don't know. 
We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week with Joe Dirty Locks and with David and more tonight later as we get more into this episode about how Rick died and or how Rick is about to die. But we know he gets off that too because we saw the preview for next week unless it's all in flashback. We see him crawling and walking and making his way off that thing. So he somehow fights his way out of the situation and he dies from bleeding to death or gets saved. Again, maybe Rick gets saved somehow. Does that happen? I don't think so, but because it, it's Rick Grimes' final episode. Episode. Oh, no, no, no. at this pace rick is gonna die of tetanus first i hope he had his shots i don't even watch this episode first season i've been okay with that dj great to see dj better but always a phil fan oh that makes me blush thank you dj better (laughs) Corey says you didn't miss much dj mike asked his usual uh trolling through the chat for pcp for uh primary care physician is that what you're looking for mike i don't know i don't know Corey says i'm sad at the fact that i'm so apathetic towards rick leaving the show i'm kind of sad the same fact i think that's what i'm drinking to tonight it's i'm drinking to i thought maybe i would feel am i just dead dead inside am i walking dead inside when it comes to this show has this has this show hurt me one too many times television hurt me well before someone's like go don't get your knickers in a bunch there phil i'm no 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 like my 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 pants aren't in a bunch up my bum right now that's not happening it's that's not that's not what i mean this isn't ruining my life but my television interest life this show has horribly disappointed me so many times that it's like when you get to that point in a relationship, whether it's a friend or a, or a romantic relationship, where someone just pissed you off so many times, and no matter, even if they, they're good and they change, you can just never, you can never bring back that love and feeling. Oh, God, I'm in one of those moods, aren't I? But I am. <laughs> but I am, ha- I am interesting it interesting i am eager and interested to see where the season goes moving forward after they finish the rick business do they do another time jump do they do they just take right afterwards how does everyone deal with the outcome of rick i kind of hope they deal with everyone dealing with the outcome of rick's death and they don't just yada yada go two years later when everything's settled down you're yada yadaing over the good stuff there and how does everyone deal with rick's or, well, maybe, I, I say that, but everyone's just going to be, well, we have to we have to honor what Rick wanted to do. I want to honor what Rick did. Well, we've got to honor what Ken did, too. Oh, let's honor what Ken did. Yeah, so let's honor what Rick and Ken did. <laughs> no surprise endings unless this all turns out to be a fever dream in an emergency room years ago. At this point, I'm hoping for that K-Rich. Let's see. Oh, we got Cynical Lindsay. I didn't call you Cynthia the first time. I am happy about that. I win tonight. <laughs> Welcome, Lindsay. Great to see you in the live chat. Uh, Atari Dad. I tried to bounce right to Atari Dad. So it was, so it was like, Lindsay, uh, 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 uh. Atari Dad. I think they knew it would be impossible to hide Andrew Lincoln was leaving, but they still should have at least avoided talking about it. I would rather them lie to me. Do the... Yeah, no, my character isn't coming back on said show. My character's totally dead. Ding, ding, ding. Well, you were seen at the shooting location getting off the airport. Wasn't me. Well, I looked right in your face. Listen. Wasn't me. 
<laughs> Listen, I saw you. No. I don't care what you say. I wasn't. I'd rather them lie to me straight the fuck out, you know? Rick will never die. Never. Never. No, Rick. Quirrell. It's the big one. I'm coming to see you. Quirrell. Lindsay says, this episode started out great and then completely stalled when Rick and Daryl fell in the conveniently placed hole. And Lindsay, Lindsay treads on that perfectly. I was going to say, treads, tr don't tread lightly, Lindsay. No. But I agree with you so much that this, and I think that's a, a good description of this entire season. That this season sometimes is going along really well. A certain section will be interesting. And then it falls down a hole. Whether it's a hole of dialogue. And usually that's what it's been. One too many conversations. Deep sought out conversations. I want one Walking Dead episode. Just one. Just one damn episode. That is action beat from beginning to end. I want... I almost want a season of The Walking Dead to feel like a season of early 24. And that, I don't want Daryl being like, tell me what you know, I'm torturing you. I don't mean that. What I mean is just the, the pacing of it, of just quick, quick, quick action. Bam, 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 Bigelow, bam, bam from uh, the Flintstones. I, bam, 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 bam. This break is brought to you by getting my cat into the room, who is my shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit buddy. Don't have to worry, get your shit that break was brought to you by Shit Buddy. If you're in the zombie apocalypse, never leave the camp, house, jail, um, where are they, uh, the farm, <laughs> to go take a piss or shit without your Shit Buddy. Okay, uh, whoa, one gaping hole. That was one gaping hole in the episode. I didn't see, uh, DJ saying she didn't see last week's episode. She doesn't care anymore. Fuck the fuck it, I am done. Walking Dead has already been picked up for season 26. There's still a theory where Rick died back in the hospital in just a bad dream. At this point, I would like that. We got Amanda Kane in the live chat. Great to see Amanda. Next week will be an hour flashbacks and hallucinations, just like they did with Carl and Tyrese. I think it will be even worse. Or not worse, but it will be... I, I wonder if we'll see anybody else. Or I hope... I hope. I, I think it will probably be Rick in every scene, just from Rick's perspective. Let's see. Rick actually dies when he slips in the shower. It's a riveting 45-minute death scene. <laughs> it's like The Sopranos with Uncle June. I think viewership is going to drop off majorly after Rick dies. I think they're hoping that this episode, and especially next week's episode, is going to draw their biggest numbers of the season and rationalize. Like, see, we can still draw big numbers. But I agree. I think the, the real test of what The Walking Dead's ratings is going to turn into comes a couple weeks into the post-Rick Grimes era. How does the show settle into what the viewership is going to be with this new dynamic? And and I think a lot of it's going to be Negan-centric. I think we've seen saw a big preview for our new leads of the show with the Negan-Michonne show. That's why Michonne, at least at the beginning of every episode, has been in there. Showing, showing her face, showing how she's she's writing the laws of this land, and how when Rick's gone, it's going to be on her through Negan as well. 
<laughs> to to help elicit all that when everything comes to the head with the with the Maggie situation. And I hope I hope the Maggie situation comes to some head next week's episode too. That's probably what next week's going to be, which could size up to be a good episode. The Maggie versus Negan situation and <clears throat> Rick Rick's fever dreams while he dies with the Shane return and Joe Dirty Locks back to talk about it all. So Johnny, at least the show is not as bad as Fear the Walking Dead. Let's see. Let's scroll down. Keep, Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead is going to pick up after season 26. Rick's not dead yet, says Birdie. Oh, gosh. I'm going to throw a party. It's going to happen. They could do a time jump where Rick dies of old age or we all die. Abigail, what if Rick and Negan die in the same episode? That could happen, Abigail. They could tr- totally clear the decks and cut as much costs off the salaries. Negan could be the big one that they're not telling us about, that Jeffrey D. Morgan could be leaving the show. I tend to not think that they're going to do that. If you're if you're putting the the crossbow in my face and going, make a decision now, asshole, I would say Negan survives and he is a big part of the show moving forward. Excuse me. But I could see it, it easily go in the direction that that there are three when I, besides Norman Reedus, their three of their other highest paid actors are going to be leaving after the season with Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, Andrew Lincoln and Maggie leaving as well. Excuse me. So Abigail, I don't, I don't think that's that. I don't think that is the straight would be the strangest possible outcome, and it would be interesting. But I I don't I tend to think that they want to do more with Negan. That was maybe some of the allure of when oh Rick's gone. Hmm. Oh, well, we can do a lot more with Negan then. I want to do a lot more with Negan. Kill everyone except for re- Eugene. Ratings gold. Just have U- Eugene talk the whole time. Mike says the bridge collapse. Rip gets swept away. Wakes up with amnesia and walks away. Scott free. Bliss. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Negan show to begin. So excited. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm so excited for the Negan show. Hero. Superbia. In the live chat. Great to see Lindsay, if rumor turns out to be true, there will be another time jump. So good luck getting closure on the group's grief, motherfucker. Tom himself, how many f bombs? <laughs> None that I heard. I think he said cockadookie a couple of times. Corey, they should have said he will be in six episodes and killed him in the first. That would have been more surprising if Rick said, or if Andrew Lincoln said, I, I'll, can, I'll be here for six more episodes. And they just say, yeah, no, fuck you. We're going to kill you in the first episode. <laughs> oh, one F-bomb from, F-bomb from Daryl. I must have missed that. Tim F., great to see you. Hello, Cadigate. Great to see Cadigate, Chalkboy. Damn, Rick is holding on to the <laughs> longer than the Roseanne bar. I just... I just finished watching the episode Predictable Writing, says Cadigate. Santovia, I really want to punch Daryl in the face tonight. He took no responsibility for getting Glenn killed. Zero. He put it... He he, he didn't. I didn't even think about that at the time, but excellent point, Samperbia. Samperbia. What, what am I... I combined your name with, with uh, Samperbia Major. Two amazing people in the live chat. Santovia Major. Uh, Thomas Metal. Wasn't there an Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, Sean Connery moment when Rick pulled Daryl out of the hole? Did anyone get that? I kind of, oh, if he said, listen, Junior. <laughs> I did get all sorts of vibes in that scene towards the end. I didn't particularly think about it. Indy. We called the dog Indiana. But, uh, but good call on that one, Thomas. 
bum, 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 fell into a convenient hole. Atari Dad, you want The Walking Dead to be like 24, so you want people in your group to sabotage each other and petty shit and quash. <laughs> Two points for Gryffindor there. Very true. I would say that I mean more in the pacing of the show, like the quickness of it and the, the action, the way the action goes from beat to beat to beat. Uh, Lindsay says, oh, right. That, yeah, absolutely. Mike says, I saw Halloween today. It sucked. I saw it the other evening, and uh, well, I wasn't too impressed. I it was, it was generally okay. I like Jamie Lee Curtis in it. But Any watch, Anyone watch uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch yet? Not yet, but I am absolutely going to watch that at some point. It is on the list. I'm backlogged in a bunch of shows and moving, so I have to catch up with a lot of shit. I hope there's some head next episode. Hey, hey, I do too, always. Let's 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 catch up in the live chat here. Whoa, Phil, Daryl said the F-bomb when they were in the hole. It wasn't even a content warning when they came back from commercial break. Abigail says, Rick dies. Everyone's going to be looking for a leader, and Deacon's going to take charge because he's the only one that can lead. That's my prediction. Wish The Walking Dead had balls to do it, though. Kill. I kind of agree with you again. Okay. da 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 I love Halloween. I, I had a good time watching it in the theater, but I wasn't I'm not it's not my kind of genre. It's not my go-to genre or my go-to franchise in the slasher genre. I'm I was I've always been if and this is this is not neither here nor there, but I've always been a little bit more loyal towards the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street series than say Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween or some of the other ones. Uh, but I do have a lot of love for the first Halloween movie, and I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was awesome in the movie. But anyways, that's enough. That's my quick review of Halloween. Uh, I had I had a generally had a decent time in the theater watching it, but I was with some people that didn't want me yelling and being obnoxious in the theater, and I tend to be in especially in slasher movies. I talk a lot in the movie theater. I'm that annoying guy sometimes. This, think this this is me in the movie theater. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh yeah! <laughs> and people were people were kind of giving me shh. Looks and yeah. Uh, Bernie says she watched an episode of Sabrina. I'm gonna watch another. Ooh, that's a, that that is good. Dun 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 dun. But everyone has their own stuff that they like like that. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time here. Enough fucking foreplay. Let's uh let's stick it in and get into our. Oh my, I can never do it. I can never I can never push the button in the right way. I always screw this up. Here we go. <laughs> oh my goodness I was looking around for all my stuff but I, and I realized I'm in an empty I'm almost in an empty room here you know, it's, 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 it's sad to not have all my toys around it's gonna come and jump out with all, all some shit oh uh, we got oh welcome Berg hey hey great to see you in the live chat great to see everybody tonight oh gosh beautiful faces in that live motherfucking chat I'm feeling good feeling silly Ready to break down this episode. 
drink a little bit, listen back on some of the silliness, try to put some of this together, maybe have a new appreciation for the episode going backwards or going backwards through it, going back through it. Or maybe I'll go backwards through it. Maybe it'll be better that way as well. So here we go. Let's start off. The episode starts off with another Michonne and Rick sleeping together scene. And this is why uh, Michonne's been focused on a lot at the beginnings of these episodes. She isn't through. She isn't through all of the episodes, but she tends to. I think she's been in every episode we've started, almost every episode with a scene like this. Whether it's Rick getting up in episode one with Michonne, with Michonne sleeping, or them starting out, or them having a scene together to show their romance or show their connection. But we saw a little bit of a different Michonne tonight. A little bit back to her roots of a character as we're going to start to try to establish her own dynamic with Rick leaving. And they've, 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 they fucked up a lot of the characters, but now they're trying to bring back her whole connection to the dead and how she gets power from the dead and how she was walking around with her bodyguards with the, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to bring that back after when Rick, when Rick dies here or if Michonne's going to, stay to her new self but they bring in this whole dynamic about her going out and getting power with from killing and and having that be the parallel to Negan which again in my mind thinks it's foreshadowing for like obvious clunky foreshadowing for a arc that they're going to go through in the later half of the season with the with the Michonne and Negan having to work together against a more scary adversary because they're two sides of the same coin I hope The Walking Dead has more balls than that, and they take out Negan next week as well, as someone mentioned. Hey, hey Tim. I made sure Worf is sitting in the back there for you because I didn't want you to dislike this video just because there was no uh, there was no Worf there. So that, that was, that's one's for you, Tim. Dun, dun, dun. Sabrina's gone. More gore than I thought it would. Yeah, I've heard very good things about the gore aspects and that it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good with Sabrina, so... Uh, I'm uh, eager to check that out. Do we have a Sa – is there a Salem the Cat in there too? Mm -mm. Oh, my goodness. Yummy. So – but, yeah, we get a montage of Michonne or Dream. She tosses. She turns. She looks frustrated. She sees her sword. And Corey Mitchell said at this point, the new showrunner must love opening musical montages. This episode of Dexter, I mean, The Walking Dead is starting out okay. So then we see Walker's eating, which is kind of a cool visual. Michonne's learning and writing, and then the music stops, and she kills some walkers back to music again and happy, and it's just choppy-chop slow motion back and forth. It was a pretty good device. I'm not saying I didn't like the setup here. I thought, in general, it's just a little too familiar. For, and this is where I think maybe I'm dead inside when it comes to The Walking Dead. That there was just a little lack of joy. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I like this where we're seeing her do some killing and then uh, doing some wiping out the dead. I don't know if you want to call it killing. Some wiping out the dead and then back into her normal life and seeing the parallel and seeing how by using that as a therapy of sorts, it helps her have a good time in her normal life. And if the show was good on some other, some other cylinders or hasn't hurt me in the past, I might enjoy that a little bit more than, I, than I'm saying I did now. I thought that was pretty good and added to her character. There you go. I said something fucking good about it. And it was. It was good character moment stuff. And I generally liked Michonne in this episode. This, was, this episode was one of the 
one of my favorite Michonne episodes in a long time. I thought her character made sense to who Michonne is. I thought she had some good acting moments. She seemed engaged. She had shit to do that actually fit what was going on. And yeah, I thought she had good chemistry with Jeffrey D. Morgan and they could bounce off each other pretty well. And yeah, I actually, I actually all in all liked Michonne a lot in this episode, which is not something I can fucking say. Jason Voorhees, is it wrong? I almost took my machete to my own head. Watch and said, no, Jason. Jason, I understand, dude. It's it's hard. At least you didn't do the do the toxic waste dip dump from uh, Jason Takes Manhattan there. You know, sizzle yourself into you know just you can come back from a machete to the head. It's it's tough to uh, to to do that sizzle. I mean, I guess you can go to hell and and turn to some space creature, and, and now you're back to normal. So I'm glad you're back to normal, and I look forward to your future encounters, my friend. I hope you come back with Corey Feldman one day and can kill his ass. I've been seeing these two Halloween remakes. You got H2O and then the new Halloween. Jason, buddy, why can't they give you a movie with Corey Feldman to see you finally kill that little shit? I think, I think it needs to happen. Forget all the other Friday the 13th ones that came after 4 and do a, another sequel to 4. Friday the 13th, part 4 and a half. Where... <laughs> We're j- called Jason Kills Corey, F- Corey Feldman. That's what I want to see. I think we all want to see that, Jason. So, <laughs> hey, we got f- from fucking New Zealand. Great to see you. Uh, fucking popping on in the live motherfucking chat. I'm going to call you PF so I don't destroy your fucking name, my friend. Thank you for popping on in here. 1998 champions. Michonne is still killing... Keeping her killing skills sharp. She doesn't want to become soft. The opening sequence with the song was okay, but I feel like the music could have been... the A better music could have helped out. And that's the fucking thing, Kattegat. Good fucking point. The music... Some of the music selections... Even worse than last week's episode when there was the shiny, happy... You might as well have just played... Shiny, happy people holding hands. Like, I don't want to fucking... Yeah, I, I, I've thought for the last few seasons, The Walking Dead music selection has been suspect. And I'm glad I'm not alone thinking this episode was a turd on the wind. And again, thank you so much for checking this out from fucking New Zealand. Holy fuck. Tim Gersh. Yeah, I enjoyed the Michonne moments in the beginning and the interaction between Eugene and Rick. Too bad they were perfectly placed, <laughs> the perfectly placed hall for them to fucking fall into. And and put a put a uh, the freeze on the episode to get it to to get some conversations because we needed some dialoguing we needed some we need some montaging. Thank you, Jason. Fuck Corey Feldman. Uh so <laughs> yes, the music's been bad since season six. It's it go it works against the plot. And thank you, PK. Uh, it. I, if I if I did it would be hard. You'd be like, "Fuck this guy! Why don't you even tune in this shit?" I'm tuning in for New Zealand. And this asshole is fucking up my name. Fuck this hippie asshole. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's go, socks. Says uh, Felicia. Thanks, Phil. Counting on it, Phil. I would pay double to see that. <laughs> yes, I would. Do, I would pay that double to see that too. I would. I would go see. I would. I would go see it back to back too. Freddie versus or Freddie and Jason versus Corey Feldman. I would watch that. And uh, Heather Langenkamp, is that her name? But I wouldn't want to force Nancy into that situation. 
I, Nancy just halfway through it goes, goes, I'm on their side. Fuck, fuck you, dude. I saw, I, I saw License to Drive. No, I love License to Drive. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? I fucking love it. Anyways, when are we getting the, what a joke. When are we getting, oh, what, what, why am I singing it? Are we getting one? Oh, yes, we, we got to get one. Don't, I mean. What did you think? We will try to get a what did Joe think in this week. Uh, Joe and I are also going through each episode of Daredevil. We've done two so far. And uh, so so Joe is like, I'm going to avoid watching The Walking Dead as long as possible. So we'll try to do that, I, I would guess, Wednesday or Thursday, possibly. Probably not Thursday. Probably Wednesday or th- yeah, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday morning or something like that. We will try to get a what did Joe think in. But Joe will definitely be back next week uh, for sure if we can't get that in. And... Also, if you listen to our Daredevil reviews, you'll probably get to hear a couple of Joe's thoughts popping on in. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and check it out. For some reason, the notifications aren't going out on those because I'm streaming them a little bit of a different way than I've done in the past. So if uh, and I'm so keep an eye out on the channel, especially tomorrow morning and tomorrow during the day, Eastern Standard Time, uh, to check out Joe and I talking some Daredevil. Basically, what we're doing is watching the episodes. And then doing a 20 minute, 10 to 20 minute podcast, and then watching another episode, 10 to 20 minute podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we'll be doing a What Did Joe Think at some point, or you will get to hear what Joe thought. I have a feeling I know what Joe's going to think. So, oh, I have a great night, DJ. The last good song in The Walking Dead was Ben Howard's Oat in the Water. Oats in the Water. My money would be on Corey Feldman. So my sources tell me that AMC's premier subscribers can watch Rick's final episode. I guess AMC doesn't care if Rick's fate gets leaked. Oof. So the first episode, uh, in full disclosure, they did that for the season premiere episode as well. And in full disclosure, I fucking watched the episode earlier in the day so I could take notes and then watch it live when it was on, which I'd always prefer to do. It's part of the reason when... Game of Thrones season five, all those episodes leaked. I totally watched them all and or watched. I didn't watch them all first. I watched them like the week of and took notes the day of the episode and then watched the episode a second time. If I can get an episode early to take notes so that I can watch it on my own, I'll do that every fucking time. So uh, maybe I'll get to watch the episode early and we'll uh, we'll be talking about it early. No, but but yeah, that's interesting because that shit's going to get leaked quickly all, all jokes aside because you know that's that stuff's bad bad <laughs> uh, all jokes aside that episode's gonna be leaked immediately if that episode's out now it's leaked however long it takes to get get posted joe is good he's feeling better i think i'm catching something too so just in time for joe to get better i'm i'm probably gonna get sick but uh but joe's feeling i'd say about 80 to 90 percent better Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Here we go. 
the death will be spoiled for everyone on on uh, Trevor and uh, move probably. Is Joe feeling better? Is the what? Uh, Joe will definitely be here next week. Hundred percent, Joe will be here next week. He's not getting away from it. <laughs> He's not getting away from that episode. We're we're doing that shit together. Next week's definitely gonna be flashback poured an emotional poured. Oh yeah, we're you're, you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some Joe Dirty Locks in Rick Grimes' final episode, no doubt about that. So we go back. Let's continue through this stuff. She finds some guy hanging at a tree, and she looks. She gets tackled by a walker, but the walkers don't bite anymore. They don't. They just tackle. They 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 somehow they they're not hungry to, for for flesh. They just run into you and they grab you by the shoulders and they hold you now. And they do you do this little wrestling move like a grapple move now instead of worrying about them biting you so i don't know what's up with these fucking walkers but anyway she fights it and she grabs a bat which i at first i thought was lucille but it obviously wasn't lucille and she drops and she leaves it there so we go back into maggie and a little herschel and it's good day sunshine as maggie is the leader of all she surveys she looks over she feels unlimited power and she's gonna kill negan today and jesus comes over to her and then they have this wonderful conversation to give me time to take some drinks Wonderful conversation. Time so I can take some drinks. Sure. You headed back already? I just came to pick up a few things. The crowbar being one of them. You've done a good job taking care of things here. And then I need you to keep doing that. Well, you're someplace other than the camp. I'm going to make things right. Like we talked about. Like you did with Gregory. Only we never talked about that. I'm not asking you to agree with me. There was a time I did. Negan deserved to die when it ended. Rick was wrong, but have a good he made dinner, a call Tim. that wasn't his to make. Okay. This is the stuff that this is where we get into this convoluted nonsense that kind of bothers me. Let's let's it's just the but but Rick thought that I thought that he didn't think and I believed in him then and he was wrong then but now that doesn't mean you're right now and he's wrong then and he's right now and it's all about Negan and then when we get into the whole Rick and then Negan needs to survive because Negan dies he's a martyr and that's gonna stop and then everyone's gonna fucking blah, blah. like give me a fucking break dude give me a break I just want to be sure that you're not wrong in the same way that he was and I want you to be sure. Maggie. You ready? I am. I'll be back when it's done. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me for a second. This break is brought to you by... Fat Tire. Tom asks what I'm drinking tonight, and I'm drinking Fat Tire. That's right. When you want to get drunk on a Sunday night watching The Walking Dead... Belgian, New Belgium, fat, flat tire. Fully supported by Phil the Issues Guy Show. P.O. Box 236. Marblehead Mass. 01945. Please send all free samples of fat tire. This commercial is brought to you by... Okay, so 
so he talks and talks and talks to her. So she, all her surveys, and she's going to make things right, and Jesus doesn't believe her, but thinks Rick was wrong, but he's right, but he's wrong, but he's wrong, and Jesus no likey. So as Rick and Eugene walk and talk, and I like Eugene in small doses, so let's listen to a little bit of Eugene. I gather you've gandered the now Russian river under the bridge. Seems Mother Nature served us up a serious bowl of whoop-ass in the form of an overnight deluge, effectively annihilating the upstream living. What are the chances the bridge will hold? Factoring in the undue stress of the rapid current against the supports closely headed away from the construction materials and whatnot, I take no pleasure in saying that in the long term, it's bad. I'm sorry. There's got to be a way. I wish there I don't know. It almost seemed like the actor didn't know what the fuck he was saying, but what Jesus the actor was saying. He, he just was making no sense, and he was talking just words. There were no intentions to, to what he was actually saying and doing. And, and, that, and that was kind of bothering me. Just one second, buddy. Keep an eye out for it. I'm going to have you muted when we start. So, so give, give, me, give me a second here. Invi invitation posted. So I think that was the biggest problem for me going – with uh, with that scene with him and Maggie, and I feel like it's sometimes the biggest problem when you come to some like an acting issue. It's that there is a lack of a connection to what he's saying. It's it almost seemed almost seemed like nothing to me, nothing going on, nothing going on by the rent. So let's con let's listen to a little bit more of this while we get set up for a guest, I believe. But it's simply not safe to keep on keeping on with the project as it were, not with the numbers we currently have. There is a small silver lining. Yeah? What's that? The two nearby herds we've been tracking, one Tybalt and Cordelia, are running parallel as expected, but luckily show no signs of merging, which is first-rate news, not only for the camp safety, but because once merged, neither Cordelia nor Cordalt had a particularly good ring to them. The herd monikers are from the great book of plays. They're a starter set of dead Shakespearean characters needed in an endless pool. Thanks, Eugene. I'm truly very sorry I didn't do more. Maybe if I just read more books, engine. I'm just a dummy. Let's, let's hold off for this one second. I just want to read this comment in the live chat. Ellie says, uh, so Rick's saving the day on a white horse, really? Why not just go into a unicorn? Speaking of a unicorn that joint will can join me anytime in bed, we've got the sexy, the one and only, the Walking David, everybody. Here he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Walking David's there, everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that uh, Irish? Oh, here we go. Sorry, David. I, had, I think I had your volume up a little bit. How's it going? Welcome, David. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Sorry for being late, everybody. Uh, West Coast time difference and all that. No, the way you're looking, I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to invite you down to their basement to get whipped and chained just for uh, thankful. So David, looking all looking all beautiful out there, and I uh, look at look at him in his nice studio, looking nice. Great to have you, David. Thank you so much. We got Steph Snow in the live chat. We got Robert. Quit, <laughs> Phil. Quit making me go to hair club, the hair club for men just from existing. Oh fuck! This should be a one nine hundred number to vote on how Rick Grimes dies. So David, we haven't talked to you a little bit about The Walking Dead. It's been a while, David. Hope everyone's doing. You can find the link to David's channel right there below him on screen, and it'll be it'll be in the description box below after the video airs. 
And uh, David's been, obviously, his name's The Walking David. You've been a, a loyalist to The Walking Dead for a long time. And I know you, you're not afraid to call it out on its bullshit when bullshit exists. How do you feel so far about the new season and your thoughts just in general on the show so far? Do we? I think we lost David in a very sexy pose. In a, in a single, this, is this happening again? Last time we had, uh, one, one of the last times we had David, we, uh, we didn't quite have him all the time. Now we just have frozen David. Look, look how sexy he looks in that frozen, frozen shot. Bam. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait to see if uh, David can get his technical difficulties back together in a second here. And I will play a little bit more audio of this scene. Motivational or otherwise, maybe we would have. Maybe we could. Don't do that. What? You're not just a guy who read some books. You made something. You got us here. After everything, that's everything. Everything is everything. Yeah, we lost David, but we'll 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 post see if he can pop back on in here in a second. And so that everyone, that was the walking David. I, he uh, he 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 shared his thoughts. He's gone. Bam. Oh, we got maybe David's. Yeah, maybe he's thinking real hard. It's possible he's thinking really hard what his thoughts on the Walking Dead are. So Rick and Jer Rick and Eugene are walking. We hear that the bridge is working all right right now, but it's ultimately gonna fall apart. Some shit's fucking up. Eugene is babbling and babbling. I love Rick's reaction to him when he just kind of gives him the. I don't know. I'm, I'm done talking to you. But then he comes back over and goes, no, you're really you're a good guy, Eugene. And he he ego strokes him. There was an element of that in this episode, too, where Rick's going around tucking everyone in for the evening to have a good night's sleep. So uh, everyone's OK. Let me tuck you in here. Let me tuck you in. And <laughs> Santovius is. Actually, I think that's the best answer possible. Actually, I kind of I half hope I, lo I love David and I always want to talk to him. But I half hope that he doesn't come back and his only time that he shares his thoughts when I go, David, what do you think of The Walking Dead? It just turns into it turns into just his face <laughs> just sitting there being like, yep, this is what I, this is what I think. We go, uh, D D David, what do, what do you what do you think of The Walking Dead? <laughs> come on, David, what do you what do you think of The Walking Dead? Oh, no, so I, I can turn the volume back. I got, I got you again. But I just put I put a picture of you up on the screen, too. So in case you. uh. Oh, did you really? I hope it was a decent one. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, sorry about that. My, for some reason, I think there was a power surge in my neighborhood. My whole apartment flickered, and then it just fucked everything. So I think it was. Uh, I think it was AMC being afraid of what what your what your answer was going to be in this situation. So. So uh, what did I think of the episode, just in general, or just the se the season in general? Because I haven't really heard what. Uh, with the new showrunner and the direction that's going and with Rick gone from the show. We, we've talked a little bit about this off the air, but I haven't really talked to you on air too much about your thoughts on Andrew Lincoln leaving the show and how, how they're going about it. And you, and you can lead it into your thoughts in this episode too and how they chose to take Rick out. Uh, well, it's um, – here's the thing. Anytime you spoil, like you as a network spoil, here's what's going to happen to your lead character. Also, he's leaving <laughs> – uh, that would be like if the show Friends just said, Ross, Rachel, Chandler, Phoebe, and Monica are all fucking off, and Phoebe is going to be the main character. Um, and you're like, uh, you know, nothing against the show, but sorry, I came here for the group, for Friends, you know, with the S. 
Yeah, we're and, we're, we're gonna on the Sopranos. We're gonna kill Tony and Polly and Sil and all those guys. And Artie Bucco is gonna be the star. Are the we're gonna do? Yeah. Feet La Mancha. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a we're gonna have the feet show. The feet show. <laughs> and uh, but I think overall this season has actually been significantly better in terms of the dialogue yep. and the characters interacting with each other. I mean, there are some things that I just don't give a shit about. I'm kind of fed up with these saviors and trying to, you know, it's got to work. Because this is kind of Rick going through his Morgan phase of all life is precious. And I didn't like it when Morgan did it. David, I, I'm also having a problem with that Savior's plotline. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about this a little bit later when we get into this point in the episode. But I, I know you could, because you're one of the few people that might understand my problem here. That because of, uh, as some people know or some people don't know, David's best friend is his lovely dog, Johnny Drama. And in the, yeah. and on this season, they've suddenly had, he wasn't there last season, but Billy, right. B- Billy, uh, what was his last name of the show? Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh, yeah, director of Median, is, uh, is, is there. And he takes me out of the scene every time because I just think, what the fuck's Billy Walsh doing here? Oh, I keep thinking that, uh, that this is like what happened to him after Medellin crashed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, it's the uh, same universe. Yeah, this is this is post like he he made his way from Hollywood all the way to the East Coast. Um, <laughs> he fled the country basically yeah. after Medellin crashed because he was so upset uh, with how po- how popular Narcos got. He goes, "That should have been me. It should have been me." I, I think he should be walking up to Rick like smoking a joint, going. Listen, suit. I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> I keep of your bridge. Suit. I, I keep waiting for him to say that at some point in time. But I know, I keep expecting him to do it. But in general, I kind of do agree with you that I think this season does seem a little bit more organized. I still think even if the di- even if some of the dialogue is a little bit better, I still think it's too much of it and it drags and sometimes is meaningless because there's no direction or. Or even motivation. I think in this example, right before you came on, I was talking about the Jesus and Maggie scene, and I think he delivers good enough dialogue. And and Matt, but the intention of what he was trying to say in that moment with Rick, uh, and and I agree, I agreed with Rick, and I didn't agree with Maggie now, and I don't agree with you. You can tell he's just so confused from the story of of what he's supposed to say and or supposed to feel that. It, there, you get the uh, the what I call it the George Lucas Lucasness of it all, where you get Natalie Portman's eyes blank because she doesn't know her motivation. She's like, "Where am I? I don't know what to do because I don't have direction." And I get a little bit of that sometimes from uh, from with some of this dialogue. They don't know why why it's saying what it should say, uh, but the, but in general, I do agree with you that I think I think. S- it definitely seems a bit better, but are they shooting themselves in the proverbial foot by killing Rick Grimes, or do you, are you like Joe in the sense that you think the show could get better without? They need that to try to, they need to, they need to kill Rick to make it better, uh, which I don't think. No, I think killing Rick to make it better—that's like saying you know, like cutting your foot off will make you walk better. Um, <laughs> it's um, no, that that's a horrible idea. I, I think the fact that they're trying to here's the thing like this is what i was trying to say earlier but with my ad add brain i interrupted myself is amc the fact that you advertise for the general audience not for people who are super fans and spoiler fiends and search this shit out the fact that you put in the fucking trailer rick grimes last episodes 
Like, I don't know. You know if, the, I don't know. And I know you might have watched the episode for, or from R some spo- But they, I don't know if you saw this. Literally right after the episode aired, the moment they said scenes from next week's episode, the immediate thing that they said, David, was Rick Grimes' final episode. Tune in for Rick Grimes' final episode. It was, and it was a different announcer voice. It almost sounded like a game show announcer voice. Like, everybody, check it out. We're going to see Shane. We're going to see Herschel. I, I'm, I wouldn't have been surprised if after the episode they had Andrew Lincoln step out and get close to the camera and go, that's it. I'm leaving. So you better watch because I'm out of here. Like, I mean, he, like, he might as well have, like, rode it on a green screen, like, on the horse and been like, Hey, I'm taking off. It's time for me to go. So tune in next week because I'm fucking out of here. I'm gonna go be a Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> See you later. There was there was a there was a. There was a couple of those kind of moments where he's almost winking at the camera. Mike V, great to see Mike V in the live chat, uh, popped on in earlier, and I missed one of his comments. But Andrew Lincoln wanted to leave the show, so he did put them in a lurch. I agree that Andrew Lincoln said, "Dudes, I want off this show. Get me, get me off. I'm done." So they had to figure it out. But it was AMC's choice to put that out there. They had a contract with him. It's not like Andrew Lincoln leaked the information. I mean, maybe he did, but they chose to publicly push that out there maybe because they thought it would get out anyway but they could have chose to deny it and made it a mystery of some sort or are fucked with it quick story star trek because i have to bring in star trek for everything star trek 2 the wrath of khan there was a big rumor spoiler alert for wrath of khan if you've never seen it there was a big spoiler alert that or at the time that leonard nimoy's character spock was going to die in the movie so they knew it people knew it they there was just it somehow it was all leaked so what they chose to do was instead of they kind of just said yeah whatever whatever you know they 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 avoided it then they killed him in a in the first scene in the movie but it was a fake death and then so everyone when you're watching the movie you're like oh he's okay he's okay he's okay and then by the end of the movie when he really dies you forgot that that it was leaked that he was going to die because your mind goes all over the place there was ways that amc could have done why they mentioned that was it important because i wanted to talk about star trek but the point is that amc could have figured out a better way to do it a way of saying that andrew lincoln's going to leave sometime this season but they they gave it a number of episodes. They reminded us after every episode this season, David, this is how many episodes Rick Grimes has left. Tick, 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 tick. They should have been a counter down on AMC for the last few months on the screen with the number of episodes Rick Grimes. You know, like those Christmas things where you open it up and you eat a piece of candy. It's every day. It's a, how many days till the end of Rick Grimes? They have advertised this so much. I won't be shocked if during the commercials they go, Rick Grimes has two scenes left. That's right, folks. Two. We're getting them out of here. Two fucking scenes left. You're you're joking. That's all we got. You're joking to a point, but you know Chris Hardwick in his Talking Dead pop-in right before that final section of the episode, the final act of the episode, they have that Talking Dead pop-in where suddenly he goes, Hi, Chris Hey, this is who's on the Talking Dead tonight. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity Rick Grimes has... uh, seven more minutes to the episode. Seven more minutes of the Rick Grimes era. Hey, be- hey, welcome back to the Talking Dead. Once again, I did not do it. Anyways, uh, Rick Grimes is going to be leaving this episode. You know, like, um, you know, I- I've got to say this. I've said this before. I think on like three or four of these when I've been like the guest or whatever. Uh, Talking Dead shouldn't exist. I think that is it's a horrible idea. That's a horrible show. Imagine if it was the talking theory 
and it was all about the Big Bang Theory's last episode. Let's all have Sheldon Cooper come in and talk about if he's going to get with his fucking nerdy girlfriend. Like, they don't do that for shows because why would you fucking do that? David, like, David, when I, when I watch Blossom, I always hoped that Sheldon and Blossom would get together finally. Listen, you know, I want to see what DJ Khaled has to say about The Walking Dead. Yo, The Walking Dead's off the hook! Yeah, everyone's like, hey, DJ Khaled, what do you think about The Walking Dead season? He goes, another one. Um, <laughs> Johnny Rico says, this episode was, boring as bo was bored as fuck. The only thing that kept it exciting was when Rick was on screen. Michonne and Negan couldn't carry this episode. If this was a sneak peek of the boring fest that's going to be like, uh, I don't know. Talking Dead would be fine if it was 15 minutes. Atari Dad makes the ex the best point. I don't think the concept of having a show like that is bad, but I think the having it be an hour commercial for The Walking Dead right after, what it has mutated into is horrible. And it's at at concept, 20 minutes show right after the episode airs to talk about it, but it's turned into a two-hour block of mutual masturbation instead of letting a show that has the highest ratings on the network lead into another program to kind of like a better program to build ratings or build an audience. You put something like no, that. You need, if you do a talking show, just if you treat it like, let's say you threw David Letterman in and he had to talk about the walking Dead, that would be a show worth watching because David Letterman, like halfway through it would go, I can't even read these note cards anymore. This episode fucking reached, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Or, if you had, or if you had Norm MacDonald oh. host the show or something. Oh, no, here. I could yeah. not watch that yeah. ADD book. So, so the Walking Dead had a... <laughs> it, but here's the thing. When you have a show that is devoted to, A, either spoiling, having stupid mundane discussion that three random fans in a crowd of the show could have a better discussion about the show... And it's all just sycophants, AMZ sycophants sucking each other off, going, this show is the best thing since sliced bread. It's like, listen, I love this show. My YouTube channel is called The Walking David, and even I wouldn't host The Talking Dead. I think it's a horrible show. Cadigan says it's, say it what it is, guys. It's a circle jerk. It's okay. You can say it. We all know. Lindsay says, I agree, David. I don't know why they have a talk show devoted to a show. If I want to watch... Uh, if I want to watch interviews and stuff, I'll check out extras online. Tim says, yeah, well, honestly, the Talking Dead is just something to have on for an hour while I'm working out. Uh, talking Dead would be fine if it was 15 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Great to see everyone in the live chat tonight. Thank you so much. I still think Chandler gets fired, plays a major – oh, uh, I still think Sh Chandler Riggs being fired played a major part in Andy leaving. I wouldn't doubt it because uh, Rick probably or Andy was very upset about that publicly, publicly and – he probably was looking forward to working with him and some of the arcs to come forward and didn't necessarily like what he saw on the page for Rick moving forward. So, so or who knows, or we can take him for word or the, the, the stock answer of every actor and they want out something. I've got to spend time with my family. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that, that's like a fucking Paul. That's like what Nixon said before he flew <laughs> yeah. off in a helicopter as the yeah. whole nation. Watched. Yeah. Everyone. You know, like, it's the go-to David. Would you know what to I do? Want something. To spend time with my family. I am not a crook. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised right after he said that a giant wooden cane didn't come out and just yoink, just yank him off stage. Oh, um, goodness. but Overall, I would say this for this episode. I don't know if I'm disrupting the format. Oh, no, no, right no, no, no. no. We format. Uh, Come on. Well, it, whatever. You know, 
sometimes you play the audio. I know you were doing that when I was. Oh no, kidding. and we're gonna we're gonna get back to that in a second. Uh, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to get you didn't get a chance to do your intro at the beginning, so I wanted to get, uh, you to get a chance for your opening thoughts. Well, brief bullet point, and I won't get way into it. I'll wait until it's appropriate. But I thought the scenes with Rick and Daryl was clearly Angela Kane going. I have to somehow walk in these last couple of episodes, right the ship of the last two seasons. So we have to have Daryl talk, not just a lot, but about every experience he's had in the last two seasons when he didn't say anything. And we need Rick to get mad, get sad, laugh, but then go, you know, I'd die for you, right? And I here's the thing. It's one of the, them in that pit, that plot, literal plot hole. Um, <laughs> Uh, they needed they, they needed Brian Adams to play there. I would die for you. I would die for you. Careless whip whispers uh, just starts fading up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Robin Hood music. Uh, what I thought it was one of their better scenes because that's the kind of character interaction that people want to see. If it's between the two char- the two titular characters, if Norman Reedus is in fact going to be the main lead, then you need to have some kind of passing of torch conversations. Instead of focusing on my name's Mud or Billy Walsh or Mud, I mean Jed. I mean I go, Mud. Here's the thing. Explain to me, Phil, <laughs> why he went. My name's Mud. Don't don't try to rationalize. Just why? And then someone immediately after that did what I feel like some smart writer said and goes, his name's actually Jed. Like someone immediately shut that down. So now he's not Mud, he's Jed now. So <laughs> they introduced him, he gave himself a nickname, bit into a tomato, and then someone goes, that's not his name, his name's Jed. And I'm like, why the fuck did that scene happen? <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Glenn lookalike sitting next to Maggie, and like Glenn's stunt double, they just bumped him up to an actor. That, and uh, you're tre- you're treading on the biggest problem this season ha- has with these new actors that they're having pop on in there. It's there's not the proper introduction, and I think the show's biggest weakness from the start to the finish was they haven't known how to. After a certain point in time, they didn't know how to introduce new characters without having them just be. No, characters. do you know why they have a hard time introducing new characters, Phil? Because when they're in the writers' room, they're going, "Let's get this new character in here," but then they go, "Wait a minute." We want him to die in two episodes, so let's not bother introducing him because that'll just waste time because he's going to only be here for 28 minutes out of the whole season. So they they don't set him up because they know he's dying No already. one will care. No one will care. No one will notice that. My name is Mud is an experience is an expression don't know if david's aware of that no i didn't know that it's Explain from a, what that means it's from a song or like i th- i think what he mean what atari dad is referencing is the primus song my name is mud my name is mud but maybe it's an expression i'm not aware of either uh, but uh, but I, the only reference i know to that was is the primus song and i don't know if he was making a primus reference and being like you suck because primus sucks primus sucks no they don't really suck but but like to me it felt like you know like in movies when someone goes like you know, uh, I got, you know, your business. And then they say, like, it's none of your damn business or something. You know that stupid mm-hmm. joke they do it in, like, uh, just every random stupid B-movie. They have, like, I got none of your damn business. That's what it felt like when he said the mud thing. And I go, this is so out of fucking place. I think, it's I, honestly, I, style. honestly, I just think that... There's something about his uh, his acting that takes me out of the, out of the scene, too. I think it... I, I mentioned that before. He just... It's he's 
I don't like when they introduce characters that way. It's like, I'm supposed to care about this person in this moment. No. Bam. They, uh, sorry, someone said it's an expression meeting. You're in trouble. Interesting. Uh, I, I will do my research when it no longer matters. But <laughs> um, I will say this, that ever since season six, they like in season six, there was a scene where they're like trying to lead the herd away. Right. And the semi truck crashes and they go run and they're like, it's back at Alexandria. We got to get the semi truck horn to turn off. And this is the literal moment when I started really noticing that they stopped introducing characters. Well, is some random walking dead rando just shows up. who's never been there ever, even in the background and goes, Rick's all fucked up and I don't agree. And then he gets bit like on the face and he goes, and then Rick just comes in and stabs him in the head and then starts taking his bullets <laughs> and stuff. And I go, what the fuck was that? Like, why did we have that? And nobody could explain it. It didn't have any purpose. It didn't make any character say something. It didn't build up to another character storyline. It was like that kid in this season who got kicked by a, an extra holding a horse hoof. You know what I mean? That wasn't anywhere connected to the horse. Or Ken. Um, or or Ken, the, our big our big loss earlier in the season. The kid in the first episode that died. Ken, or a little Ken and his family. We, we, lo we lost his family. But getting back into this episode, uh, just, to, just to start to talk about the scenes, and we'll be talking more and more about that. But I, I agree with almost everything Dave, David was saying. And uh, let's go over. So the scene that we're in is the Rick and Eugene scene towards the beginning. And Rick uh, tells him he's a good little boy. So we go off to Carol pondering, I mean, for her minute of screen time and having her talk. She's ha or So Rick and Carol can have their final moment of their scene together. And I don't know if you forgot about this, but Rick and Carol had a scene. Let's listen to a few seconds of this. You leaving too? Yeah. I'm taking my people home to the kingdom. Okay, so she's going to the kingdom. She's uh, she tells him to basically that he's holding on to something he shouldn't, and everyone's telling him he's holding on to things he shouldn't. I don't know if there's much more to talk about that scene, David. Uh, I I I thought they did this better a couple of episodes ago, and they're hammering in the point of this is Andrew Lincoln's final episodes. So they're trying to make him. It's the uh, it's the tour. He's going. He has to have a scene with everybody, and and. Uh, and yeah, he's making the rounds. He's making the rounds, absolutely. Okay, so, so then J uh, Jerry comes in and tells, to start the action of the episode, Jerry comes in and tells Maggie that, or tells Rick that Maggie's heading to Alexandria. Daryl hears this, and he runs over there. He's like, dude, come, come with me. She's about to do something she might regret. <laughs> Hop on. I'll take you. You sure? You got enough fuel? Yeah. We'll get there quicker. And they ride off, and but I guess the horse comes too. Uh, this is what this is the part I don't really I don't really get. Okay, uh, so so Daryl and Rick ride off, and they eventually get into a fight and fall fall into the hole. They climb out of the hole when the herds come up, and they climb up. We'll get to that at the end, obviously. But I thought about the, this time: is this like the Legend of Zelda or Red Dead Redemption, where you're where you can whistle and your horse runs to you? Because suddenly, when they climbed out of the ho hole. Maybe maybe I'm th overthinking this a little bit. The horse was there. So did the horse just follow them, like, tra-la-la-la along the road? Or did there just happen to be another horse there that just showed up there at the right moment? Or am I it, overthinking this? 
It was uh, one of those saviors horses. Okay. Some girl riding a white horse. The one that Rick was gonna hop on was brown. Okay. Okay. Th- thank you. Thank you. Okay. I had I had a moment of uh, moment of wait wait wait, wait, wait. I'll call it. I I was ready to rage, but if thank you. For two seconds, you might miss like the whole yeah. plot of the scene. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I I, I lost it. Sorry, everybody. Loud mo- <laughs> Yeah, that la- they were talking about the gunshots. That loud motor will attract even more uh, walkers. That was a good horse, Tom. It was a good horse. That horse get the reach around. Oh, there was some horse dick going around, Bernie. Well, wait. What, what did I say? Daryl took him to lead them to the bridge since it's not going to hold. Rick refuses to do that. Just like it's he- that horse's final episode, you guys. It's the last scene. A moment of silence. <laughs> do that. It's Rick and this random horse's final episode. Yeah, you guys. Bo- Bojack. We'll call it. We'll call this horse Bojack. Yeah, Bojack <laughs> is is gonna die. Yeah, Bojack's dying in this next episode. That is one good horse. So we go off to Michonne, who's with Judith, and uh, and Nora comes over, and uh, you know it's Nora. Not always all bad news. Nora's got I'm some sorry. bad news. What it's kind of bad dish? news, Nora. Always again with the bad news. This is another example of what David was talking about earlier. Nora comes over, and we're supposed to just know Nora. Hey, Nora, what's it's going on? It's not always all bad news. No. I'm sorry. What kind of day is it gonna be? Mostly bad. <laughs> We've given up about a fourth of our tomato crops to the crows. Okay, given up the tomato crops, the crows, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I forgot to mention in the Daryl scene, when Daryl rides on the horse or puts Rick on the back of his bike and rolls away, Daryl's eating an apple, and he he does such an asshole move considering food is scarce. He takes... He takes one bite of an apple, like, like puts an apple in his mouth, takes one bite, and then just throws the fucking thing away. Come on, dude. Food's pretty scarce. You're taking one bite of an apple. What an asshole. You can't give that to a kid or something? It's because of that things like that that Ken died, Daryl. Hey, I think that little things, and I'm sure some people out there will agree, is that if you're going to have like a rando like Nora show up, have her have a really fucked up face. Something memorable. Just, uh, have something that makes her a look like she's been through an apocalypse she literally looked like a cpa just walked into the right, show she did she looked very <laughs> clean she looked very clean she looked like she'd been to spa day she did yeah so, so she comes in and she's like hey i uh, work as the daycare attendant on the set and they needed an extra actor so i just walked into the scene like it it looked like she stumbled into the set and they just left it in there yeah she had makeup on she was she was looking really nice like, like very 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 well <laughs> Very well kept. Lady Laura Dane in the live chat. Welcome in there. Everyone knows the first bite of an apple is the best. Yeah, just toss that shit afterwards. It's all about that. That apple was rot. It was rotten, of course, Phil. You're, you're overthinking it. The, the apple was fucking rotten. I'm sorry. I doing, this sh- doing a show with Joe for so many years has me, uh, has me extra nitpicky sometimes about things like watching Daryl. Uh, Dude, he fucking threw like a fucking apple. Fucking asshole. Fucking eat it. I mean, I would have fucking eaten it. I mean, you could have just set it down, a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can see the screen, but I, g- I gave you a Joe mask when you were saying that. So, uh, so here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. The high quality of this writing, Santovia says, I'm sorry, everyone. We got to stop this right now. The high quality of writing on this show has me so emotional this season. And that's... I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, Sorry. <laughs> but but you I had to do it. It had to be done. But Rick, 
but ultimately, but Rick getting drink Tom, but Rick getting killed, the knowledge of it. I had to say that backwards because I couldn't say it normally for some reason. Yeah. Uh, really deballed a lot of the heart here. And I know maybe it's in the, maybe they were in a no win situation and they and they were afraid it was going to leak anyway and it probably would have. But the fact that they're advertising it really takes a lot of the punch out of it and makes and just makes it all you knew this was coming and and I think it would have been a better scene if it just came out of nowhere. But whatever. Let's see here's it, the thing. This is just a general complaint of the world that we're living in right now. For some reason, people love getting off on the fact that they aren't surprised by anything anymore. I know everything that's coming. I have every theory for Game of Thrones, every theory for Walking Dead, every theory for Vikings and Better Call Saul. Nobody can just sit and be engrossed anymore to the point where the AMC is guilty of this all the time, where they hear the outcry of fans um, and they go, fuck, we need to be, we have to acknowledge what the fans are saying, but they always do it wrong. It's the same thing with Dumpster Gate. If they had just owned it instead of going like, he's back, everybody. Like, because they saw the outcry, they're like, oh. Like, they were still filming when yeah. that happened. I wouldn't, like, be, I, wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if they cha- if they changed their mind and, and recanonized that scene. I agree. AMC is one of the worst at it. I agree with you. And also, I, I, I'm so on board with you there i could rail on that forever the and i appreciate i appreciate some people like spoilers some people like reading some people like don't like that but for me i work hard these days not to get spoiled ahead of time because i like to be surprised whether it's a joke or a punchline or a or a piece of art or movie or i think it i think even more in comedy it's important but i think in drama and deep stuff it's important as well that 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 shock to your system it's the real emotion not the yeah yeah uh uh-huh this is exactly how i expected it to go yeah this is great this is great so it doesn't emotionally affect you our television or movies it's supposed to make you feel and if you know shit's coming it doesn't make you feel if you know here's also the worst thing king mckay has the theory sorry if everybody who is in the walking dead fan base who sees this um if you just didn't put the spoiler in the fucking title and you didn't put an image that spoiled it as the thumbnail, things would be better. And it's your direct fault for making it this way. I'm talking to you, 999gaming, or whatever the <laughs> fuck you are. You know, random guy making money on YouTube. It's, like, those guys, people like that, I've gotten on to Kyle, like, the Zora High about this shit with Game of Thrones. I go, don't fucking spoil shit for me while I'm on a thing with you. Like, literally on the show, he goes, oh, hey, David, you do a good Jon Snow. Speaking of Jon Snow, did you know that his hair's gonna turn white in season eight? And you're like, what the fuck? Why'd you say that? You know, like, it, like, takes the moment out of it. It's just like a, a kick in the shin every fucking time. Like, the next episode, things have already been spoiled for me, and I just got done watching this one. Yeah, and, and you didn't even see previews for next week where they spoiled no, half the episode. I don't even have the TV you able see, to do you, it. you see Shane's head in the episode. It's like, come on, everyone knows Shane's coming back next episode. It's no so fucking surprise. So sorry, I just spoiled that. Even they fucking do it. It's like, Jesus Christ. 
Like Andrew Jesus Lincoln is going to be in this episode. Never too. have been allowed. I think some of these actors should never be allowed to do press tours or Comic Con or anything. Just they should shut up for forever. <laughs> It should be back back in the old days. We need a basketball like movie about actors. King McKay's in the live chat. Great to see King McKay. I got some fucking theories. Oh, fandom D Saint, aka Broke Black Man ninety four with the super chat donation. Oh, he changed his fucking name. His his uh, face is the same. In there. Yeah, yeah. Fandom D Saint. Let's spin the wheel. Thank you for that super chat donation. Let's see where you get. I hope it lands on character impression, so uh, so we can force David to to to. Oh, is that one of them? Yeah, it, it is one of them. But it's Joe do character impression, so we'll have it be <laughs> you. It's everyone drinks, so whatever you're drinking, whether it's water, coffee, uh, Coca-Cola, uh, lamb's blood, whatever you're drinking right now, hold it up in toast and uh, drink it up, everybody. There we go. To the walking dead. I have this can of pumpkin. Thomas says. Thomas says AMC has been the force to, of destroying The Walking Dead. I don't know, David. Even if they kept Rick's demise a secret, it would have been a no-win situation for AMC, given that Rick was leaving. You, but you are seeing an outcry from the fans where they go, walk, literally every episode now, it's Walking Dead has five people watching it. Walking <laughs> Dead has four people watching it. It has three people <laughs> watching it. AMC's shutting down its Walking Dead department. I mean, like, it's... As every fucking episode, 20% of the fan base says, fuck you, quit ruining this. Like, the closer you get, they keep acting like it's going to get incentivized people to watch. There might be a, a slight spike after this, but even if it's a, the biggest fake out in the world, it's Dumpster Gate 3.0 or whatever, it's going to fuck them in the ass. You watch. <laughs> you watch AMC. You're going to be down to 100,000 people watching your shit every fucking Sunday. Because nobody's tuning in for Tara. Nobody's going to tune in for fucking Tara. I ranted to my mom for three hours about Tara and how much I hate her and her big tits. I just ranted for forever. I just can't stand her. She's horrible. If Tara, if you see this, slap yourself in the face for me. Because, I mean... I wish I could slap, smack you out of the show, like knock your sag card. I was, out of I was head. wondering when you were gonna get your Tara hated, and the, the... <laughs> it's her, fucking Jadis, Rosita. It's like, why you have women writers on the show? How do you write, write such annoying women? Like you, you make them suck. Lori sucked. Like Lori was terrible. There are, there, the, your all your producers are women, and Lori's horrible it's like and she's like the main lady the best thing you did for her was kill her <laughs> Centovia. Tara, make her a martyr now the live chats with you Centovia. i ain't sure it's fucking turned in for for tara leader laura dan's laughing <laughs> bernie's damn it yeah we got live motherfucking chat amc did turn this shit what did david loki just spoil john snow or is he trolling no he's trolling jadis I'm just bullshit. Yeah, he made up the most ridiculous thing that watched. Well, I was just gonna I heard that from a guy on acid who was at a coffee shop. Yeah, that Dave, has nothing to do with David. Me. David, watch now. Someone's gonna someone's gonna put out a video. <laughs> jo, 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 it's, it's, already, it's already been spoiled. Yeah, it's it's made. It's made. The video's being made. Someone's making it. Jo, I heard somewhere that someone said that John Snow's hair would be white. Uh, anyways, if, if, what is Tara's Funko Pop gonna fucking look like, <laughs> broke black man? A big 
pair of tits underneath a small little shrunken head. I oh, mean, like, Cyn- oh, come on. Cynical is uh, cynical Lindsay preaching on David. So we go on to uh, uh, Michonne, who, okay, our next scene. Where is our next scene? Okay, so we go to Rick and Daryl riding together, and do- and Daryl's doing some tricks, and Rick notices that they're going in the wrong direction. He pulls over. Daryl faces him, and uh, woo, let me go. They messed up with Oh, they messed up with the relay. And then this is where they, they get into a fight and they just fall into a gigantic, as David said and a couple other people just said in the live chat, the most apt description is they fell into a giant cavern pit or your plot hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a giant fucking plot hole. Laurie was supposed to suck in fairness is bliss. Uh, you guys are so fucking amazing in the live chat. And I thought Olivia was one of the best female characters. I'm so pissed they killed her off so soon. She was an interesting character. They kill her because she was too interesting. They're like, you're making sense. They got to kill you. So we come over to it. Speaking of another hole, we go into the hole with Negan and Michonne. And she pulls down the food and we get a Negan scene. So, David, uh, I don't know if I've heard a l- since last season. We haven't talked much about Negan. But let's, let's, uh, let's listen to this Negan scene and we'll talk a little bit about this. I generally think these were some of the better scenes of the episode. The strike ends today. But I don't know if I'm just starving and starving and I'm getting a cracker. But I, I don't like Negan, but I generally like Jeffrey D. Morgan. So it, I don't know. He, he's less Negan like he's been in the fu- previous two seasons and the couple scenes we've seen him in this episode. He's more reserved because he's been beaten down in a jail cell. So I guess I... I'm except I'm more he's more palatable to me if that's if that makes sense I don't know what what it is for me is how I felt about C, uh, Negan this season or in these little snippets we've seen I think that's two or three two, scenes yeah, at this point now most of them were in this episode um, it's exactly how I felt when King Ezekiel lowered his guard around Carol and talked yeah. like his normal self yeah and I go there you go have him do that. Have yeah. him be a normal person. This, God damn it, I'm fucking leaning. To, my fucking back hurts from leaning so fucking much. Like, I can't. That for two fucking seasons. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, like, dude, the guy literally did this. I'm sorry, Phil, I have to do it. But a guy did this in a show watched by millions of people. He goes, I'm bigger. I'm better. I've got a bad. <laughs> That's a line in a television show. A television show that has millions of dollars devoted to it. And that's the best they could do. And they shot it like on an iPhone from the side of the back side of his head. It's like a, a shot that doesn't even exist in film. <laughs> it was, it's fucking weird. Like that whole Jesus. Yes, these scenes are better. Yeah, these the, scenes are better. Yeah, However, yeah, the Jesus the, scene was. Oh no, you're not different. Just different Jesus. You're saying. Well, like. No, I thought I was joking. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about Jesus, the character Jesus there. For a second. No, Je- Jesus in this. Oh God. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about Jesus. We get, yeah, we're not going to talk about him because there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing uh, to talk about. He's he's not. Uh, then I quit the show. Uh, Brooks, is, honestly, I thought this was a pretty good episode. This ain't sucking uh, MC, and I and I thought this was an all right episode too. And that's why I said I'm almost a little apathetic to it. I generally thought this Michonne and Negan scene was was pretty well done and to go with what off what David was just saying. When when Negan's not 
dancing and, and talking about his big bat. But he does talk about his big bat later. We'll get to that scene in a bit. But <laughs> yeah, he ends up doing it. I forgot about that scene. My brain already repressed it like a rape. Yeah, yeah, he, I... t- he talks about it. He does talk about his bat. And uh, I'm, liking, I'm liking the Walking David in the motherfucking chat. Awesome. Walking David is our go-to fill-in host on Walking Dead whenever Joe can't be here. Walking David's always my first call so it's good to have him here for the first time this season this will not be the last time david joins me on a walking dead episode this season so we got and yes david and i still one day maybe in uh 2035 will do a a back to the future two and three someone ask about that did someone say that no 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 someone someone messaged me not that long ago about it though it was like really interesting yeah that you get a message every five months every five months or so uh this uh (laughs) this dude's like are are we gonna get to that back to the future thing i mean we are we are one day we will these years so uh so we continue here so rick and daryl get are are stuck in the holes oh i forgot to mention so negan's not gonna eat his food and she's she says eat the food and he says well if you listen to me talk i'll eat the food and she eventually agrees to give him like 20 minutes uh so then rick and daryl get stuck in a hole and david was talking a little bit about the scene so let's listen to a little bit of this you're the only one getting out too wild though It was a really awesome fall there. You set that up too? It was, re- it was real looking. And you really laying this on me? You're the one that had to go chasing after her. And just let things be. You know what keeping Negan alive means to us. Uh, I know what seeing him dead means to her. Daryl, I get why she can't accept. Okay, this is the thing I want to listen to here. He starts when he starts trying to explain exactly why he keeps Negan alive. It just seems like a stretch to me. It, it seems like an, a stretch for forced drama. I do. Yeah. Her never coming to Alexandria, her hanging Gregory the way she did, I know. I'm not blind. I'm not blind. You sure as hell been acting like it. <sighs> and your ass wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for Glenn. You wouldn't have found Lori. You wouldn't have found Carl. And you sure as wouldn't have found any of us. That was a fuck, by the way. That was the fuck. Yeah, someone said the fuck. And I guess that the the added line there should have been, I know I take responsibility for my part in Glenn's death, but you should understand why me and Maggie both want revenge. He should have put himself onto it, but instead he took himself out of the equation and kind of put this all onto Rick, as David was mentioning earlier. He did that. Or did you forget? Of course not. I think about it every damn day. And Maggie, I hate what I did to her, what I took from her, but it's what I had to do. Okay, why'd you have to do it, Rick? Why'd you have to do it? Let's explain it, because he clearly now, he's going to clearly explain to us why he decided to take away his friend Maggie's revenge after they killed a million foot soldiers and all these other saviors, and they had Negan dead to rights, and why didn't you get Maggie the opportunity to seek revenge on her, on her, the death of her husband? What she has to do. What, you're okay with that? Why the hell wouldn't I be? You spared Dwight after Denise, after what he did to you. You mean locking me in a damn closet, parading me around so I couldn't say nothing? Man, you got that guy sitting in a cell like a damn symbol. Yeah. To all them assholes who can't wait to see things go back to the way that they were. Keeping him alive is how we make sure he won't. No. Keeping him alive is giving him hope that it will. Michelle, talk to her. 
She came to camp. She was coming around. Yeah, well, she was trying. The truth is, she just couldn't live with it. Just like Oceanside. For Carl. For Curl. Oceanside. So oh. then we get into all of this stuff. So we'll, I'll play a little bit more of this in a second. So do you think, I guess, oh I, let's actually examine this for a second. Does, excuse me, does Rick have any validity to his point here? In your mind, or do you think this is just a fuck up? He should be he should be ki killing Negan and let Maggie do what she needs to do. Is do you think Rick has any any point here? I guess. I feel that honestly, if if I were to do it myself, I would see Maggie hangs Gregory. She says that whole crime, must, you know, the punishment must fit the crime, and I feel like. Rick should have almost brought back kind of the old West or executioner's block uh, thing where he sort of goes, he reads him his rights where it's sort of like he's, we are showing him in front of everybody. You gather everybody around, just like what Negan wanted to do with Rick, which was kill him in front of everybody to make an example of him. That's why he called him Rick, the widow and uh, the king. Mm -hmm. He wanted their heads all on the wall of this sanctuary. So what you do is you have Rick read him his rights and basically say, you know, because he did this, he gets the death penalty. Anybody who does anything like that gets the death penalty, you know, like, and executes him in front of people, but it's completely just. Maggie gets what she wants. She can be the one to pull the fucking cord, but Rick is laying down the law. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're right. I mean, he, it's not put him in a jail cell and let him survive there. That's no, no, no. Yeah, to, to show him, uh, you know, what, what he's uh, missing or to show him, like, listen, people are not a symbol if you're keeping him in jail. That's like if you said, oh, we're, keep, we're making an example of Jeffrey Dahmer. No, we're not. No, it's an, like, e it's an ego thing for Rick so he can constantly be shoving his dick in his face. And it, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's a bad fucking character moment. Uh, yeah. Lindsay says Rick brought up a good point about Dwight and Daryl's response was completely convoluted. It hurt my brain. It was. He could have easily just said, and he said he said it all all weirdly. He could have easily said something along the lines of, "It's not the same thing. What he did to me doesn't compare to killing him and bashing his head in with a baseball bat." But instead, you're right. His answer was all stupid, stupidly convoluted. Let's listen to a little bit more of this. Yeah, it's. Sorry, I'm grabbing a fucking Neo thing. I killed those saviors. A rock. I'm saying they got what they deserved. You knew, and you didn't say anything. Truth is, I couldn't live with it either. If this doesn't work, if she kills Negan, he becomes a martyr. The war was for nothing. Every person who died, died for nothing. I'll say this. I want to give him credit where it's due. Andrew Lincoln, once again, man, do you see this level of acting that he's bringing to the show compared to everybody else? This guy is a grown-ass man who's seen tons of horrors in his, in his character's life, and he's about to ch choke up and break down with the only person he considers family to him. His brother. In this, Yeah, his brother, you know? They even call each other brother in this scene, and I thought this, I thought this part of the scene was extremely touching, regardless of yeah. the writing or where the story's going, the acting here was what this scene I, needed. I, could, I agree. A everything I said about the Carol scene, it would not say here about this scene. This scene, it was great 
they can do as many Daryl and Rick moments as they want until the end. I think both actors work well off each other, and it was great to see Norman Reedus actually do some acting and not grunting. And and when he wants, he can pull it off and has a good sort of one-two. But some of his dialogue again is he, he's uh, he's rough with uh, with some of the uh, some of the line delivery and mumbles a lot of exchange at the end. But I'm like, what was he trying to say? As uh, as Lindsay was saying. Sorry, Tim. As uh, as Tim ev- Tim says that uh, every time someone compliments Norman Reedus, an angel dies. So I'm so- I'm sorry, Tim. And yeah, Norman, Norman Reedus is always like this. Is always like, you know, I would have died for you, Rick. And we gotta Dude, get up. But Daryl, Daryl, you're my brother. My brother, Daryl. I love you. I love you too. Rick. <laughs> He's kind of doing like a Steven Seagal. A little bit. Uh, and and Rick keeps crying and crying and crying, mumbling Daryl as as Cadigan says. At least he's fucking talking, dude. At least I mean I don't. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, at least he's talking. That's what, what I say. You don't think after all the shit we've been through, we couldn't handle it? It reminds me of in the Cannibal the Musical. Uh, DVD documentary when Matt Stone and Trey Parker ragging on their own acting, they said, uh, "Listen to us mumble." We re- we read some acting book that said if you if you mumble your lines, they sound more important or something. I think that's kind of true. Asking us to have faith in all these other. Yeah, there, there's the dynamic to that. It's not quite it's not quite Meisner, but no, there's no something there. Stanislavski. Yeah, it's a, that's the actually it's Stanislavski. That's, that's not true. I'd die for you. I would die for you. I would die for you. They needed to have Brian Adams come in and play the guitar right there. That needs to be made. Right there, the kick in. Oh, God. I would have really enjoyed seeing a shot, a close-up of Rick. uh, Like, when he hears that line, like, it really hits him hard. You know what I mean? Like, when he says, I'd die for you, and I would have died for Carl, and you know that. I think, like... That's some crucial fucking dialogue to these characters, man. Yeah. You you need this stuff. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder why you had them interact at all and didn't have them talk this way the entire time. Yeah, you know, why, why didn't you have them have the discussion a long time ago? Because Daryl says to him what people have needed to say to him. What you're striving for with this with this future that Carl saw isn't something that's realistic and you're not honoring, honoring anything by continuing to push this. So, yeah. Yeah. So our next scene here is Michonne, more Michonne talking to Negan. So let's listen to a little bit of this. It's more boring than my day. You're the one that stuck in here with the C team while Rick and his merry band of bridge builders are out there. He gets his one line in there. Why is that? You think I'm stuck? I think that I'm not meant to be rotting in this cell. Just like I think the warrior in you is not meant to be planting kale and kissing boo-boos. You think that's all this is? We're reordering the world. Rebuilding government and creating laws. We're at the start of everything. And nothing is holding us back. While- and I generally think this is a this is another one of the scenes I generally like. It's a li- the dialogue's a little, you know, overly, ooh, you know, hyped up there. But I think both of them, both of them are very competent actors right here that understand their motivation and are fucking 
uh, connecting really well and having a good back and forth. I like I like where each one's taking the scene and, wh- and where this goes. I thought these they, were some, some of the highlights. They're, they're making bold decisions and they're sticking to it, which yeah. is, is nice to see some consistency. At least they've been consistent this season. The only person who hasn't has been Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Where? Where? We're rotting in here with nothing. old man michelle <laughs> i can't deal with this anymore addiction with kid and walkers as we're filling up the oh, space only my beard grows not the hair on my head michelle. I'm grateful my wife g- someone's coming in the cut rick's coming in to cut my hair <laughs> once in a while as opposed to the <laughs> and then he we get a little bit more information with uh with about his wife and i like how she calls him an asshole here just the the, the line read on her calling him an asshole was very very natural she's like She's glad my wife's not alive. What? They see you're not an asshole. I, how she says it, I like it. You were before. Yeah, just her her line read there, really awesome. She was. She was an angel. And his manipulation tactics are on point. He knows how to do it. He knows how to he knows how to manipulate people. And it's more obvious in these scenes with Michonne right now that we've seen than for me it was in all of season seven and eight where he seemed way more, why would people follow him? This seems a little bit more, like I can understand the manipulation aspect of Negan here. But anyways, so let's continue on here through it because we're going to talk about these guys, them again at the end. So we go over to Gabriel and Jadis as she looks at him knocked out and he wakes her up. And uh, we have the Jadis and Jadis is going to kill him, but she decides not to. Because he gives her a speech. Is that, is that, is that what happened there, David? <laughs> David. David, wake up. We, we, we've lost David talking about this scene. David's about to turn into Joe in a second here. Uh, yeah, I am. Because it's just, you know, fuck off already, okay? Like, I don't care about Gabriel. And I don't care about... Jan or Jadis or Anne or whatever she fucking goes by. I mean, she'll have a new name in two episodes. She'll be like, my name is Bethany, actually, but you know, Jadis is my middle name and Anne's my uh, pseudonym or you know, gnome de plume in high school. You know, like it's hey, okay. I'm just so fucking tired of it. I'm so tired. The bucket on the head of the walker, you know, like it's like they forget. What show they're writing. Jadis is straight out of Fear the Walking Dead, okay? That character should have been in Fear the Walking Dead and never should have been in this show. Um, I'm glad all of her people became mush. That was the only interesting thing about her was watching her just, like, barefoot tap on a pole (laughs) and everybody just funnels in. Like, you know? Not to mention, this thing has been the biggest red herring twice. It got sicked on Rick twice and he killed it and now this time they she just sticks it in its face like the alien looking at Rick, uh, uh, Sigourney Waver's face for a second it was just a brief little moment there and uh, and yeah I don't know I wasn't really feeling this scene I I haven't felt their dynamic I feel like it's been forced and ham-fisted in and these characters why I, I the only thing I like about the Jadis storyline is the whole helicopter and where all that leads to and the a and the b shit was kind of interesting in the last episode but really when it comes down to it i don't give a shit 
And uh, a couple of hellos in the live chat. Great to see AK in the live chat. Patricia, great to see you. Great to see Tyler Jarrett. Broke uh, broke again. Who's, honestly, I could care less for Father Gabriel. I only liked him for being a Catholic priest out of bias because he ain't no Catholic priest considering him selling his Funko Pop. I'm selling his Funko Pop too. Uh, Iron Throne in the live chat as well. Mike B. Gabriel needs to get a patch for that eye. I don't want to see it anymore. It needs to stop. And uh, David, do you have any any thoughts on uh, these two, or should we just move on? Stop it, AMC. <laughs> you know, like you know, I'll, I'll say this: anything's better than Terra, man. But you know, this is just a notch beneath Terra as far as interest. Like, he, here's the thing: it could have been okay, but the moment Jadis you know, double flipped again as far as her motivation. Put a bullet in her stomach and just let her fucking turn and have her walk into little munch compactor and have her turn into a little, you know, sloppy Joe or whatever. She's she's a, she's a triple know? she's a triple agent. She's like she's like that character in Indiana Jones in the last in the uh the Crystal Skull. The guy uh, Jonesy or not Jonesy, his his uh the older guy that tur that sees like a triple agent. I'm on your side. I'm not on your side. I'm on your side again. I'm not on your side again. I hate characters like that. I hate. I it's so it's so annoying. And speaking of annoying, let's listen to her. Open your heart. Let people in. Don't you see? I didn't make it that way. Others did. And it sucks too because Terry Gillian is that his name or Gilliam or whatever his name. He is a really good actor, and I think he's wasted in this character. He's he is awesome on Oz, and he is amazing on The Wire, and or I he's he's just a very talented actor. And he and this character, I just I I've never enjoyed him on screen for some reason with this character, and it's all down to how it's written. Do you really want a show where Jadis gets to fucking live? And Rick dies. Oh, do you really want to watch One-Eyed fucking Gabe, dude, who we all know is gonna live? Because in the fucking trailer to your goddamn season, you show him with a white beard. You fucks. <laughs> That's like so he doesn't have a white beard on. It means he hasn't gotten there this, yet, David, and we know he's gonna live. David, are you are you just trolling people because you're really dropping more spoilers about the Jon Snow white hair? <laughs> Spoiler alert that people are going to make videos on. <laughs> Jon Snow is a Baratheon. There, I said, oh, he did it. I, he did I don't. It. <laughs> I free spin yeah. of the wheel on that one. Oh, we're going to free spin yeah. the wheel with it. Okay. Let's see what it lands on. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, uh, fill drink. Oh, I guess I have to drink. Okay, so. Uh so I I gotta take I can take one more drink and I also need to go in the other room and get a beer in a second. So I'll I'll set up an audio clip and we'll set set uh and we land on a uh, character impression. No. So uh, <laughs> the the actor who Gabriel plays is an ass is an ass. So forget it. Uh, the casting of Jesus was off. I'm sorry, but the dude from Vikings who plays Rollo would have been a great Jesus. Uh, Jadis is a waste of space. I feel bad for saying it because I like the actress. Says broke. Uh, AK says the show sucked when they killed Carl. Now it's even worse that Rick and Maggie are leaving. I had no drive to watch anything this season. It's okay, AK. You don't have to watch the episode to pop on in my motherfucking chat. Lots of love to AK. And uh, so we're back in on Carol and her kingdom crew as she gets her bad spider sense as as Billy Walsh comes in, pissed off as all <laughs> hell. 
<laughs> Billy fucking Walsh. And suddenly, I don't. This is really weird. Suddenly, Billy Walsh has an accent. Up until this point, he talked like Billy Walsh, but he comes in on this next scene and he has some sort of southern accent he's trying. Which, and I'm not saying this guy's not a bad actor. I really generally like him in Oz, uh, not in Oz, in uh, in Entourage. And I, he was in that. Tupac and Biggie detective series that was on FX. I think it was FX or TNT last year. And he was really good in a small part on that role. And I've seen him in other things and he's really good in other things. There's something just, he's not committing in the walk. He's, he's taking a piss out of it. He's like Ian McShane on walking on game of Thrones, even though Ian McShane's awesome anyway. But I just mean this, there's some element where he's like, yeah, I'm in the walking dead motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Billy Walsh. Or maybe I just he's acting too much like Billy Walsh, like drunk Billy Walsh, or it's taking me out of it a little bit. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's personal. And for some people, they're like, "Oh no, he was fine," but he's uh, he. He lost me at the line. My name is Mud, and you're the widow. Motherfucker. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm sorry, watching a guy eat a tomato with a gross beard and just holding on it for a little too long. It's just. It was a bad introduction, man. I yeah. thought it could have been cool. He walked into the road with a fucking axe. I thought something cool was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They just eat the fucking tomato like that's like a threat. <laughs> if I eat a banana in front of you, Phil, what are you going to shit your pants? I like, did. it's not fucking scary. It's the potassium. It's the transmitted, it's it's secondhand potassium. <laughs> makes me. He doesn't. Man, that guy doesn't even shake when he eats that banana. <laughs> yeah. oh, I get, every time I see David eat a banana, I take a shit. It's it's a Pavlovian <laughs> Pavlovian dog response. It's it's the it's the secondhand potassium I get. It's real. Don't don't uh it's a it's another way of uh of let me let me see if I can be quick enough for this to still be funny by the time I hit on it. It's he's another another way to be somebody's Don't have to worry, get your shit, buddy. David, every time you eat a banana, you're my shit, buddy. Don't have to um, worry, get your shit, buddy. Okay. Anytime I hear this now, I'll think of myself. <laughs> you should. You should. I'll think of you thinking of taking shit. You should. It's together. Don't have to worry, get your shit, buddy. It'll be our special memory. It'll be our special memory. It'll be our special memory. Who the fuck made that sound <laughs> It's from a song. I'll send you the link to an old video that we did on the channel where we uh, called the Shit Buddy video. I will, I'll, tr okay. I'll try to remember to put the uh, the video link in the description box below if you have never seen it before. But uh, just just check it out. Uh, if not, if you can remember right now or anyone, uh, any of the mods in the live chat uh, broke, if you can find a link to that and pop it in the, ch in the live chat, that'd be awesome. So we're uh, so we come back in. We see Carol and her kingdom crew. Brooks like you're making me do work. Fuck you, asshole. I'm not doing no fucking work. No. So we come back in, and the savior dudes here, and we see Billy Walsh. And let's uh, let's listen to a few seconds of this. As quick shit. as you surprised me too. About we all lower our weapons. I'll be right back. Nobody gets hurt today. That's right. Listen yeah. to the woman. Drop your guns. Party's over. See, uh, I took the scenic route, but I figured it out. Oceanside's killing us. So now, being that it's war, they're gonna get what's coming to them. Stop it, Chad. You're gonna get everybody killed. I think Vince is perfect for this part. You ain't boss I am no more. more. Drama, no way you get a roll. A woman got him a lucky shot. <laughs> Yo. For now. 
Listen to what I say. He's not, exactly. Suddenly he has nothing. Listen to what I say. Step aside. Hey, everybody. This is Phil the Issues Guy. But, actually, I'm talking like that. No, guys. This is Phil. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show randomly. I call it the Halle Berry accent from the X-Men movies, where sometimes she wants <laughs> when she wants to sometimes have the storm accent, sometimes she doesn't, and then by the last movie she's in, she's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just talk like Halle Berry. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I acclimated to America nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stockholm Syndrome. They, they'll deal with it. Uh, it's called How to Survive in the Zombie Apocalypse Broke. I can try, I, I can try to find it. Okay, so uh, we come back in, they see the spider sense, we hear gunshots, and Daryl and Rick hear the gunshots, and they say, oh, that herds are going to be attracted to those gunshots, so we need to get out of the hole. We need to now, now we need to get out of the hole. So, I don't know, there's not much else to say there. So we see Michonne, <laughs> so, so they decide they need to get out of the hole again. So I don't know, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, David? I don't know. Uh, so, let's continue here. Anyway, let's go in the live chat for a second here. Uh, Lindsay says, anyone know else who's scared for Carol? Oh, my God, I was shaking in my boots and almost shit my pants. I expect either Carol or Ezekiel to die. Just to mention Ezekiel for a second because David mentioned him, something I forgot to sec jump on. I have liked Ezekiel a lot this season when we've seen him because he's dropped the thou art mortal, what's a piece of work as man bullshit. And when he's talking like a normal person, I generally enjoy the character, and I think the actor has a lot of life to his performance. And did I, did I tell you I actually ran into Kari Payton, who plays Ezekiel, like out here? Uh, I was walking drama, and drama came running up to him, and he's bald in real life, and he's got the big beard, and he was with his wife or something. He, they lived close to where I lived, around the block, and. Uh, he, it was really funny. He goes like up to drama. He goes like, ah, "This one is full of love," or something like that. He said he talks like that in real life. And you and you, like, and you just ah, turn to him. You go, "You go, yeah, you shit, dude. What the fuck? You talk like this in real life too?" It it was uh, all I did is I was just like, "Oh yeah, he's got a lot of energy." And then as I was leaving, I went, "Your Majesty," and then I walked up. Awesome. Awesome. And, and thank you, Broke. Broke popped in the shit buddies video in the live chat right now. If anyone wants to check that out, you can do that. And, yeah, and David can uh, David can check that link out in the description box and check that out. And, and you can see Joe Dirty Locks and uh, Taka John C. Uh, John Riley in that video as well. And, uh, okay, so King Ezekiel needs to get his comic death, especially with the whispers as a little hint. I uh, don't want to talk too much about that, but there's a good little hint out there from Cadigan. Patricia says, I'm not currently watching, but I plan on doing it after the midseason ends. If they kill Carol, count me out for good. But what I meant to say is I expect something bad to happen to Carol or, or Ezekiel, one of the two, because happiness won't be able to exist long term in The Walking Dead. So uh, Michonne sees her sword and gets inspired to go back to see Negan. So... They have a they have one final scene together where she gets a little bit more into fuck, <laughs> fucking with Why him. Why did you say those things? So let's listen to a little bit of this. I wasn't trying to piss you off. You should know that. Why do you care what I think? Because you never come down here. It's always Rick or someone else. So tell me why that matters. 
I shouldn't have brought him. And she starts to try to play him in this situation. And I guess the scene's supposed to play out like this is her taking control, understanding that he thinking that he's playing thinking he might be genuine for a second, but ultimately realizing he's playing another game and calling him out and realizing all he wants is her to find sympathy to give him Lucille. And he doesn't get Lucille. You weren't ready to hear it. Hear what? We were the same. All or nothing. Oh, Johnny Drama. You were trapped. Same as me. You're connected to the dead. Same as me. Hey, wonderful bug. Great to see you in the live chat. Igor. Great to see you, Igor. That's why they're doing the love boat shit for gusty comic moments. We are the same. And you can't stand that we're the same. <sighs> no. We're not. Yeah, we do what we need to to get shit done. I don't know if I'm just... Mm. But you get a kick out of it. Me? I'm trying every day to make things better. Thinking of ways... Do you think this device, if if you'll call it that, no, or it's almost a central plot point in a lot of stories, so it's tough. No, I, I don't think it could ever be out of focus because no single story, everything's been done in the sun, and so you can't overdo something. But I'm getting a little sick of the simplistic way that stories rely on the two characters that have are opposite sides of the coin because i think it's been done so many times in a simple way that that's not good enough anymore you have to step it up and no no spoilers here but i'm mainly talking about daredevil season one i know daredevil season three kicks ass too and wilson fix is a big part of it but i think when you do something the way you did matt murdoch and vincent d'onofrio or or wilson fisk that's an, an interesting, cool way of doing that. In the Dark Knight with Batman and Heath Ledger, I think that's the impetus for this this take that we're into it now. That is the inciting moment in media, which happens sometimes, whether it's music or whether it's a movie moment or a television moment. Sometimes something so popular, or so so uh, iconic, that then you see a lot of replays of that moment. And I think for this time period, it was a cross between that Batman scene in the movie Heat with Robert De Niro and, uh, and Al Pacino. And everything's trying to recreate those kind of moments. We're opposite sides of the same coin, you know? Us, us we're the same, David. You and I, we're just opposites. I, anytime, yeah, anytime I think of it, I think of uh, the Joker and Batman in the Dark Knight having a conversation like, don't talk like one of them, you're not even if you want to be. Everybody's trying to get that kind of dynamic in their stories. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't make any sense why Negan would go the same. They clearly are not. No. They they clearly are not. Like, no. there's... That's... No, what? Because they, they both get power... Like, Negan might as well have said, we're the same because we're both women. Da David, you play, you play golf, I play basketball. We're the same. We both play sports. We're the same. Yeah. We're the Except same. You, Phil, when you play it, you get fucking kick out of it. When I play it, I'm there to fucking help the future. What? Like, what just happened? <laughs> exactly. But we're the same, David. But we're the, we're same. the same. You're I over there. Listen, we're the same. You're over there shitting in a, in a bucket in the cell. I'm out here writing a constitution. We're the same. We're You're the white. Same. I'm black. We're the same. You're a man. I'm a woman. You're a piece of shit. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a father to a girl. You're, yours is dead. Or you don't have one. Uh, you use a bat. I use a sword. You know, like it's like the, there's 
only differences between them. There's almost no overlap in their Venn diagram other than they both have lived in this world. Right. And they and they both get some sort of satisfaction out of killing zombies and get power but from it. But the thing is that they never established that never. with Negan. Not even he, not 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 even a little. Not not even when he went out and he like he backhands a zombie and goes, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Back when we first saw him, you know, and he goes like, I just did y'all a service. Boom. There you go. TikTok, that, suck my cock. Yeah, I just slid my dick in your mouth and you liked it or whatever. Yeah, something, so, like, something like that. Something about his dick. That's what he said. Yeah. But here's the thing. They never established that Negan in his spare time, like Simon comes and yammers at Negan. Dwight comes and yammers at Negan. And Negan goes to think out in the woods with Lucille and just proceeds to beat the shit out of walkers. We never had that scene, never had that moment. He's like, I'm tied to the dead now. It's like, no, you are you just making up character characteristics of yourself? Almost as unbelievable as all of that, David, is if you see the sandwich, the sandwich that Michonne gives to Negan, did you see how perfect that bread is that they're making in this zombie apocalypse? It, it's perfect. It was su- it was su- it was su- watch that again. That would almost, it almost Listen, we have a we have a bread maker. We have an artisan baker that has uh sesame seeds and a professional I guess I guess it it's not too far of imagine that they could have a professional or really an actual machine cutter. Do we all remember Nora? She's also a five-star chef yes okay. she, she has a michelin star she has she has three michelin stars you know they have one working stove yep. and she knows how to work it and <laughs> you know the blacksmith made a medieval version of a kiln and so that they and, bread the, it. and the bread was never raw it was never raw it was never raw like the risotto so i could i could tell the whole thing uh, the sandwich looked better than anything I have at my house to eat, says Mike V. Yeah, I haven't eaten anything that looks like that today. <laughs> VW, VFW Warlord, VF Warlord says, yeah, your name is Mud means you're dead meat, an old expression from the 1970s. Thank you for that. Thank you for that information. I, I, in, in my best Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson, I, um, I did not know that. I, I did not know that. That's some weird, wild stuff. Oh, yes. Yes, you are correct, sir. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so now I want to watch that episode to see the sandwich. It was a delicious sandwich. It really was. Yeah, yeah. I think it had deli mustard on yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was It was easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. It was it was delicious. <laughs> so we... Uh, you know, she brought him, like, V8 or something, like tomato juice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, God damn, he's living pretty yeah. good in that he prison. He is. He is. If, if I was in a zombie apocalypse... He doesn't have to fight walkers. He's he's getting he's getting three squares. He's hanging out. He's got stuff to read. You know, it's not too bad for Negan these days. Uh, anyways, so Santovia says, seems like these writers don't know how to keep these women as iconic badasses. Carol, Magna, and Michonne are shells of the women they were on the road. Cadigan says that sandwich was on the is the highlight of the episode. Uh, Med says, I still eat egg mustard sandwiches thanks to Dwight. Johnny Rico says, they're finally trying to show Negan's obsession with Lucille after two seasons of him. Dumbass writers for finally showing it. And I agree. I think this is this is the highlight. This 
these two scenes are my favorite two Negan scenes. And I know there are some people that are fans of him in the last two seasons, and I'm not disregarding that. People let me know in the comment section if, you, if you're loving Negan or if you've loved him the whole way. I know the people that do have been, verb, uh, been vocal about that, and awesome. Awesome. And I, like I said, I definitely like Jeffrey D. Morgan, and I think he tries so hard. I think he's a little miscast in the Negan role, but that's just my opinion. But I think he was really awesome in these couple scenes, and I think he's been awesome this season in his few appearances. People together. Not Less is more. Less is more if he's playing the character this way. If, he, if Negan, if they chose to do a different take on Negan in the Henry not. Not what Henry Rollins could do as an actor, but in that more of a vibe, more of a bully threatening kind of someone that actually made you feel danger unless, instead of silly comedy and someone that could actually handle some of the or handle some of the comedy stuff with more of an edge to it. I've, I've said many times there's a couple people that come to mind. I know John Hamm was talked about it at a point yeah. in time. I think John Hamm's a good example of someone that could have killed this role in really well, but. But I, I, I think I think it's not not because he's not trying, and I think he kills it in these scenes. I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say this really quick. Also, if Negan looked remotely like he did in the comic books, if he was like Ben Affleck size from Batman v Superman or something, and then you start this season and he's as skinny as he is now, it would be jarring as shit. You'd go, "Oh my god, he's starving to death. He's having a horrible time." You'd infer a lot of these things. The problem was he weighed a hundred pounds wet. The last two seasons, his leather jacket weighed more than his the lower half of his body, and he just, he looked like a snake. Yeah. So it's like when you see him skinny in the cell, he was skinny before. He just has a beard. Yeah, he should look. He, Negan in his prime should look like young Roll, young Henry Rollins, like when Rollins That's was fucking wrote. crazy. That's they, what the Kirkman said. Yep, and. And yeah, he didn't. He didn't get big. It would have been great if Jeffrey D. Morgan kind of pulled, or anyone that played the character pulled a Christian Bale and just kind of gained crazy weight and then lost crazy weight between the seasons, or did something that would, like that. That would be awesome that because would. you see the sunken cheeks, and you'd be like, because they're talking about how he hasn't eaten days. And I think, and, and you know. Yeah, and I think someone like John Hamm is a talented enough actor that he would have been able to somehow do something to change his body in a way and then break his body down a little bit. I, I, he's just one example. I've also mentioned a million times that I think Garen Dillon Hunt would have been an excellent choice for Negan, and I know he lobbied hard for the role, and I think he's an underrated asset as a performer and would have brought a crazy energy to the character of Negan and made him an extremely interesting character. But is that the Fear the Walking Dead? He's on, he is on Fear the Walking Dead now. I'm not sure what his character's like, but I remember him best from Deadwood and Raising Hope, among other things. Uh, he's uh, I remember him from Looper. Yeah, Looper as well. He, he's a he's a. I really like him. I think he has a little something. He has he has Christopher Maloney upside. He has a he has a he has a cool edge to him. Yeah, in fact, Christopher Maloney would have been a good Negan back in the day. I'm thinking about Keller and stuff. If this dude was bigger, I was just thinking about it. But if this dude was bigger, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's my, one of my favorite actors. Uh, but he's an interesting choice. Would be Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's interesting. Someone someone's mentioning Bruce Campbell in the live chat. Bruce Campbell would have been a would have been a very oh, a very God. inspired choice of some sort. I don't mind Negan in the show. I read the comics. And uh, let's cut. He's really good on Fear the Walking Dead. I don't watch Fear the Walking Dead, but I I imagine he's good because he's the only good part, dude. He's generally is is he good on the show though? Do you, have you been watching it, Dave? Yeah, I've, I've seen 
due to some people's reviews, some people do these really long detailed reviews. And so I feel like I've basically seen it through their reviews. And he's, and, he's uh, been, he's been one of the highlight points people have said. He is the single highlight. Of the <laughs> I believe, I believe it. He's, he's, he's a very good actor and I hope he can, I hope he gets it a signature role one day to play, to get to show that because there's so many great actors that never get those signature roles to show their talents. And, uh, and he's one of those guys that there needs to be the right thing for him to play and he should get it. Phil should bring on Keller. I would love, Hey, Christopher Maloney wants, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite underrated assets as well. Okay. Anyways, let's continue as we're yeah. getting towards the end of this episode. And then we'll open up the chat a little bit more before we call this. So we get to see, Okay, so uh, Negan gets the brass tacks of what he wants here. After I've examined the bread option a few times. Uh, Lindsay says Sam Rockwell is one of my favorite actors. He's, he's an excellent actor. He would have played a great Negan. I think that's a good... Uh, he bulked up, you know what I mean? He need to bulk up, but still. Yeah. Time. You thought I was your last best chance. My last best chance for hope. Oh I want to see her. I need to see her. No. Please. Negan. <laughs> we don't have your bat. Where is she? What did you do with her? Wilson! Still Wilson! No. Wilson! 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 Negan. Feels good. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, David. What is this? What is this? What is this feeling I have inside? Emotion on The Walking Dead? And I actually said I, f I felt that. I'm making fun of it a little bit with the Wilson. But I could see the situation if I was in a universe like this, transferring human emotion onto an inanimate object. It, it makes sense. They they haven't established his wife enough, but it, they gave us a little bit of it in this episode. So you're start you can start to put the pieces together a little bit. Yeah, I mean, here's the sad thing. I think that his performance there was fine. However, we have not seen enough over the last few yeah. seasons of these human moments with Negan. I mean, he has been such a caricature so true. that now when you do it. Nobody takes him seriously because he's such a buffoon. And it's like he's still throwing out one-liners when he's behind a fucking cell and he's has he's starving. It would have been better if he never stood up because he couldn't stand because he was too weak. And, you know, the Lucille thing, the fact that he's calling it her and she, it's like yeah, it's that should it should have been set up that Negan, the only crazy part for seasons that has been in Negan's head has been this Lucille. It's the one thing in his brain that makes him crazy. It's a shame. It's a shame because I'm not a big fan of these kind of episodes, but if Negan was going to be this bitch of much of a focus character and you were going to focus this much attention on his relationship with the Bat moving forward, it's there had to be some synergy with the show. Even if it wasn't a whole episode, we need some more backstory, whether it's a flashback, they've done it before, something similar to what we got with the Governor episode where we established who he was, how he became who he was in the world. I wouldn't have minded something like that, establishing, taking something from a Losted a couple of times where you see how each character has, when you introduce a new character onto The Walking Dead from the television show, you see a little bit of their flashback of how they got 
through the the zombie apocalypse a little bit maybe or some sort even if it's a few a little montage put together or something i don't know how you could do that sensibly but i think especially with negan it's so important that they inform these emotions otherwise they're just emotions they're just a good performance which is great but that's something you see in any acting class in, in america or anywhere you can see good performances you for it to make a difference it needs to fucking make sense in the fucking story and it doesn't because we don't have the backstory i don't care if he knows the backstory we as a television audience need to see it not be told it in three scenes earlier and expect to care about it from a character that's been on the show for three seasons we should or here's my thing as far as showing it you missed the boat show i think i think you missed it i think in season eight you after a season of him being torturous you should have had an entire either like a Morgan episode, you have an Egan episode of his flashback, or you have it interspersed, or hell, anytime maybe he, how about this? When Negan Lucille somebody, right as he's rearing up and right as he makes impact, just like when Rick had to cut off Jesse's arm and he saw a flash of red in her face for a millisecond, have some woman that shows up every time he Lucille somebody yeah, yeah. and some kind of reaction from him where he's having some kind of traumatizing you, flash. You could have done that even in some of the evil stuff in the first time you see him hit somebody when we first are introduced to him. I see a single flash of, uh, of a woman's face, even if it's in a couple of frames, just to start to subconsciously introduce the fact that there's some sort of connection between Negan and some woman with that bat that is a spirit of a woman. And, and it's whatever. We're dealing with a zombie show. You can have that dreamy, nonsensical shit going on there, that that's a vision of him him seeing something. Like every time David swings that thing, he sees this face right there. He's like, fair. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I'm saying, like, you know, like when Negan, um, uh, you know, beat in his brains, and he goes, "You pussies, I'm just getting started." And then he does, he does that stupid line, like, "Look at my dirty girl," or whatever. Lucille is a vampire bat. Okay, when he does that, you could have had a really tight shot in his face where he was kind of going like, uh, like, like doing his like laughing kind of grin and out in the middle of the saviors you see this woman who is who looks cancerous like she looks like she's dying who we've never seen before but she's there all of a sudden you hear sad music <laughs> well and he sees her and he kind of you know blinks and he goes like that and she's gone but she looks mortified so it's like his wife wouldn't want to see him this way and the last memory he has of her is her being sick something like that yeah and then you had plenty of that you had plenty of opportunities to do it and it yes. would it would have made it would have made that scene mean a shit ton more so either way inspired by the script or inspired by the sound the walkers start falling into the hole which i thought was really cool daryl and rick start using them to pile them up to climb out of the hole which i thought was clever and i thought this was visually kind of a cool scene i think when the walking dead is at its best when it's moving things along and doing action-oriented motion stuff like this and uh then we see rick help daryl out and be like david 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 I will take my hand. Take my hand, Daryl. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. No, let me go. 
I don't know why I turned him the. I want to suddenly turn him to Sylvester Stallone because that's like the only thing. Yo, yo, Rick, Rick, don't, don't let me go. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta reach out for a hand and take it. <laughs> it's true, you do. And so I'm trying to find. Uh, so there we go. Push this. There we go. That's what I want to do. Okay, so let's let's kick it in. Now it's action time. So, Rick helps Daryl and says, take my hand, I love you, brother. I love you. They magically hold each other and think I would die for you. I would love for you. The walkers come, they fight him off. Suddenly, a horse is there. And here's the faithful moment where a character has to be stupid in order for him to die. I'm going to stay back, lead him away from the camp. What? I'm staying. No, man. I'm not giving up on it, not yet. River. Take him to the bridge. It ain't ever gonna hold him. I'll get washed out. No, to man, I'm not sacrificing the bridge. I'll find another way. Why aren't you sacrificing the bridge right now? Who gives a fuck? Other way, man. I'm not destroying the bridge. We need it. Fine. Hey. He's safe. And that's probably the last one of the last times we go to see each other, and it's sad. So we go out. Speaking of something that's sad, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get before we move in any further. We got to do something really serious. Like we need David to talk about this next scene because this is this is the most important scene in the episode. Really, it's let's let's cut this bullshit. We get we come back in. We have this. Actually, I don't think there's any dialogue in the scene, <laughs> so it makes no difference. This is the J. Uh, Gabriel wakes up and he finds a Dear John letter from Jadis. And if you want to go fast, here we go. go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I need to go fast. Fuck off. Now, what do you think the significance to? Uh, no, I'm fucking no. Whatever. She disappears. Sorry, David. She disappears. And Jesus. it's like who who fought in this episode? In the mu in the music right here at this point, we've been, we've got we've got Rick for an episode in a, in five minutes. Who do we really need this here? Sounds like the end of a pink, the beginning of a Pink Floyd song here. So, hey, we got Carmine in the live motherfucking chat. Is this the episode? Carmine, uh, you, uh, do you want us to spoil it for you right now? Is this the episode that does it? Uh, this is the episode that, in fact, Rick Grimes, we're right at that point, actually, where Rick Grimes becomes a, a shish kebab. Is that, is that, is that, is that would we say that's what happens to Rick? Shish -ka Rick. Shish Rick? Shish Rick. Shish a t that's a tough Rick squeeze. Rickabob. Rickabob. Oh, God. H hashtag fuck Jadis from AK. This reminds me of the Stark theme. Melancholy. So, yeah. So, here we go. Uh, at the end of the episode, Michonne tells a story to... J uh, let's get to the shit that people care about. So, Maggie approaches as we see some dead walkers. Daryl rides out, too, as we see Rick riding. We hear the sounds of walkers as he's surrounded by two giant fucking herds on both sides. He's 
suddenly randomly bumped off his horse as his horse gets scared by the walkers and he is impaled by one of the rails on the side of the road and it goes through it seemed like it went through his kidney area but it was hard yeah. to tell exactly but it seemed sim close to the kidney area as the hordes are all coming towards him on either side they pan out to a really good aerial shot of of two groups of giant hordes going in on Rick Grimes who is sitting there like a shish kebab ready to be eaten by the walkers and then honestly like not no one even fucking with you two seconds after they fade down to that the music fades up and goes Tune in next week for Rick Grimes' final episode. And they show him walking away from the scene that you saw before. Killing some walkers, walking away and having flashbacks. And bleeding out and walking away as the final episode is next week. Rick Grimes, flashback episode. Memories. Memories. As sweet as a meadow. So, David... What did you think about the way they chose to take out Rick there? Uh, assuming that that's where it happens, uh, I don't think it is, but, you know, who the fuck knows? Uh, Maybe Enid can patch up Rick, as Mike V said. Enid knows how to JSS. <laughs> she can say, Honestly, show <laughs> if you have Enid even in that fucking episode, you know, then you deserve whatever death threats come your way. Okay? Because that's just like Tara comes to the fucking rescue. Okay? J.S. motherfucking S. J you know, I, I hated the fact that they were like, you know, Alexandria Relay 1, do you copy? And they had that little shit girl from fucking Oceanside sitting up there like Andrea in season one. Like, I got the walker when she shot Daryl in the face. You're like, what the fuck? Like, <clears throat> this this... Sometimes the show has just like dyslexia, and, and like, <laughs> and to jump on to something Carmine just said, uh, Walking Dead will only get back as a will get me back as a de definite viewer if they do an anthology series via World War Z or something like that. I think the only way that Walking Dead gets crazy viewership back is if they do something like go off the air for a little while and then come back. And not reboot the show in the sense of redo the story again, but do something fresh from a fresh perspective of something like an anthology series where a not necessarily Tales from the Crypt, but a Tales from the Crypt type show where you see many, many, many ways different characters deal with different time periods through the zombie apocalypse it's never set in a certain time it can be set right in the real world time right before the outbreak occurs or it can be way down the road in short little episodes you can even have three or four episode arcs but but don't try to stretch things out to a x amount of episodes i think that's where you run into problems some stories some things are better in short burst stories and i think where the walking dead is at its best right now is would be in those little vignettes. And I think I, I hope, I hope next season's the last season and they decide to end on the 10th season and they don't try to push this on much longer without Rick Grimes. What's your kind of vibe on that, David? Do you think that they'll try to push this thing on for as long as possible or kind of end the show and then maybe come back with another walking dead thing, like a movie or some shit? Uh, a movie. I wouldn't mind. However, once again, if Enid, Tara, <laughs> or fucking Jadis 
get cast in a Walking Dead movie, I'm out. Okay. Wow. Like, wow. And it's here's the thing: Walking Dead movie could be great, assuming how they end this. If if it really is he dies and or he or if he gets saved or he lives, I mean, who the fuck knows? It could all be a fluke. All these spoilers, some of them are fake spoilers, some of them are real. It's hard to fucking know anymore. Speaking of which, <laughs> Patricia just, uh, to add to your point and piggyback on this, AMC just tweeted that next week we'll see Herschel, Shane, and more. They're desperate and don't care how angry I am, and how, and they don't care about surprising anybody, David. Here's the thing. The only way that that is going to be okay is if, in fact, it was a... Uh, a uh, red herring okay about him dying you know what would be a great twist is if daryl fucking died yeah if someone else dies and somehow rick goes on walkabout and we don't see him forever again he's just decided well, or he's they saved, but then daryl you know falls on a pencil or, or michonne and like, oh michonne and judith die and rick needs to go rick gets crazy again and he runs off by himself and disappears into the night <laughs> yeah i Honestly, I want something where I'm I'm done with the, it's not about us, it's about the future, it's about, you know, everything else. And it's like, you know, every character shouldn't be talking like that. Like, not everybody should be concerned about the future. Not everybody should be on board with this, Um, you know. So yeah, sure, some people are going to be out for their own ass and just are content with being safe. But, you know, uh, I don't know. A whole fucking season after he's gone? Like, hell, man, I'll be lucky if I make it to the end of the fucking ninth season. Yeah, it's it's going to be... Know, like, I really do feel like if they end it the wrong way, you'll lose me for forever. It's tough. And your name's The Walking David. That's tough. I mean, like... You, yeah, you, I'm going to have to start making videos of me literally just walking around. Just yeah, walking just around. <laughs> exactly. You'll turn it to, like, like Forrest Gump running. You'll do walking yeah. videos. I'm just going to be walking and be I, like, well... There's that, there's, that walk, there's that walking David again. He's just, yeah. he's just walking. <laughs> No, yeah. he, does he talk about does he talk about the walking dead no he just walks that's all he does in his videos he just walks around he gets his exercise <laughs> he, he got he got a he got one of those uh one of those uh, the fuck i can't think of the exercise machine was it turn 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 style or whatever and uh oh, oh yeah he got an elliptical machine. he got an elliptical machine he just keeps walking on that thing back there like yeah Man, I'm on mile four, you guys. I'm really starting to break a sweat. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's breaking a record. The longest someone's ever walked in a live stream ever. Holy shit. Dear uh Phil, if Daryl dies, I'll have a ten foot erection, says Tim Gersh. Uh Carbine says uh, Rick goes back into a coma or something. Johnny Rico says the circle will come to an end as the preview shows Rick back in the hospital where it all started. This is the end of The Walking Dead. No more stories to tell. Just rest in peace. It reminds me a lot. Oh, fuck. Treadmill. Thank you, Tim. I couldn't think of the word treadmill. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. You talk a lot. in these. I talk a lot in these podcasts. I miss words sometimes. The, but, the but, up, yeah. but, but I've uh, I, I do. I do need to shut the fuck up, Phil, on that one. But ultimately, what I think it, this this episode i keep thinking about every time they talk about this final episode not quite yet not quite yet i just want to say one more thing and what i really keep thinking about in this episode is okay what i keep thinking about is the final episode of scrubs that when 
for good or for bad, whatever your thoughts on Scrubs are, they did a final episode, which was the final episode of uh, Zach Brath was on the on the show. It was for the ver- for Scrubs. It was a excellent finish to the series after the show had been kind of subpar for a few seasons. The final season on a new network was pretty good. And the final episode was really good and kind of felt you felt the feelings you felt in those first couple seasons if you were into the show. And they finished it off really fucking good. He left the show. And the next year, instead of doing a spin-off series, they decided to continue the show with a whole new cast and a couple of the extra actors that decided to stick around because they didn't have any of the other better gigs. And they kept the show going. That final season. And it failed. Because it's going to fail. Because you need... It's just not something that can be done successfully on this kind of program. And I don't think... The Walking Dead will be successful with a whole brand of new characters. I think if they do something like Carmine was suggesting, they end The Walking Dead, they end Fear the Walking Dead, and they come back after a couple-year break because nothing can stay canceled forever these days, come back in a couple seasons with either a movie or probably a new television series that is more of an anthology series of the universe of The Walking Dead, that would be cool, and I think that's the way you save The Walking Dead. I think right now exploiting it and, and pumping it for every last dime you can get, which is what AMC's doing, isn't obviously beneficial to artistry. It's it's just not. It's fucking not. Yeah, it Um For me, this show began with Rick Grimes. This show ends with Rick Grimes. So is next episode like, ultimately the final episode for you in a sense in your heart? In your heart. You might continue watching. Yeah, but... I, I think depend like once again, it really does depend on how they do it. For example, they redeemed a lot of the Rick and Daryl relationship within this episode in their discussion. When he said, I would die for you and I would have died for Carl, you know that. It's like, I'm glad to hear that because it's like, dude, you ended last season a fucking, you know, six months ago, making Daryl look like he was going to stab Rick in his sleep. And it made everybody feel uncomfortable and weird. And I'm glad you made it to where it's not so weird. Yeah. And, you know, that you might actually feel bad for Daryl if something bad happens to Rick or if something bad happens to him. Um, <laughs> but before you were trying to make us feel weird about Daryl when he hadn't even spoken in a year and a half. I mean, and uh, for me... You know, this has been a story about Rick Grimes, you know, obviously seeking his family and people trying to survive the apocalypse. But even though his character has suffered immeasurable pain and sorrow, he has always tried to do the right thing. He has always tried to bring justice to the world. That was his job before the apocalypse. That was his job during the apocalypse. And he made it his purpose was to bring back justice to the world. Like, you know, and if you end it there and you end it poorly or you leave it open-ended or something just to keep people on a hook, A, that's not fair to your fans. You're an asshole for doing that to your fans and telling them this whole time that their favorite character is going to die. And then you didn't do that. You didn't commit to it. And, you know, if you make me watch a whole fucking season full of a bunch of fucking muds and jeds and jadises i'm gonna lose my shit dude <laughs> in a season of ne- of negan monologues and and dynamic yeah, get the fuck out of here the negan shit once again have him step on a thumbtack he gets a staph infection he dies okay just nobody cares why can't people 
die of things in the apocalypse. It would be great if random characters like Gabriel, the only interesting about his illness was the fact that he lost an eye and that he could have died from it and that he just got sick. You know what I mean? Like, just like in season four at the prison when they got the uh, pig virus or whatever, they had yeah. like H1N1 and they're bleeding from the mouth, nose and ears and eyes and stuff. That's compelling because Glenn almost died and we were like right there going, holy shit, this is intense because look at our favorite characters trying to struggle to make it in a world where there aren't doctors and hospitals and all this shit. That's why the Aaron scene when he lost his arm was it, a great scene because it was at least realistic. Yep, and it's those are the moments that I want to watch on The Walking Dead. I don't want to watch society build stuff. I want to do that stuff. I'll play fucking Civ. I don't give a shit. Uh, Carmine uh, says, I agree with David. Show begins and dies with Rick. They should put him back into a coma and continue the show one or two more seasons with who remains to carry on his legacy. Joe Rant. Walking David is so right. I wouldn't want to watch a full season of Janus and some random side characters like, like a whole entire season of Gilly. What the fuck? Uh, Tari says, pretty sure Gabriel got sick of the zombie camouflage. Oh, yeah, it was a zombie camouflage. Uh, just know it's been a while. R Broke says Rick Grimes is going to be on set, so technically the show ain't ending. Yeah, he's going to be directing episodes here and there, which, uh, oh. which, I, which I think is interesting that he's going to... Jerking my dick, fucking AMC. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus Christ. We got to keep know, him in the house. You already blew your load. Now it just hurts. We got to keep him in the house, David. We got to keep him in the house. Yeah, we got, we got a little. Uh, David's been bringing the Joe, Joe Grant, the Joe, the Joe uh, rant heat tonight. Because I missed last week and I didn't want this last week. I got so fucked. I missed two weeks, actually, that I was supposed to be here ranting about this. So I have a lot of uh, pent up hostility. <laughs> ah. Okay, so let's take a couple more comments in the live motherfucking chat and then we'll call it a little bit. I just want to play a little bit of this audio if I have it correct, which is the end of the episode when AMC comes in right immediately with this Rick Grimes' last episode because I've, I've, I've talked about it a lot, but, but I want to hear it if I, if I have it. Let's see. It might take a little while here, so we'll, we'll talk over it a little bit. I think this is the end where Rick is Rick is running. Oh yeah, the horse. Yeah, yeah horse. Horse just dumped his ass. Mm -hmm. Call back to season one. Yep. Everybody Th throwing him down, which is which is pretty neat. Done. Uh oh, this is this music's telling you that either either Darth Vader's about to show off or some bad shit. Great, great fucking yell from Andrew Lincoln. I actually felt the pain. Yeah, as as he just gets impaled. They should have uh, they should have a Walker Horde kill off some named actors, and uh, someone was saying that in the live chat. I think Iron Throne was saying I would love to see if they did an anthology series having whole casts of other shows do guest appearances on The Walking Dead, like having all actors that were killed off on Game of Thrones be on a three episode arc of a Walking Dead anthology series, and seeing how they like put them in a real world uh, England because they're all British, and uh, and I, I still think that Fear the Walking Dead should end where, if it's behind the, this is back when it was behind the Walking Dead's timeline. When it was behind, I wanted them to all come across Rick's group and get mowed down <laughs> like they meant nothing. Dude, that would have been amazing. And then we, and then the next episode, you, you meet a new group. Yeah, you just go like, 
then people see Rick mow them down and they go, that's fucked up. I'm out of here. And then you follow them. Yeah. I, I would, I would have watched the fuck out of that show, David. That would have been fucking amazing. That awful Madison actress just getting a fucking knife in the face from Daryl. Like he doesn't even give a shit, just a bolt in the head. And you know, Rick, you know, even says like, I don't even care that Morgan's here. All life isn't precious and just axes him in the chest. And then puts a peanut butter bar on his mm -hmm. chest, like "fuck you" for mentioning these all the time. You know, like, Mike says, "What else is Andrew Lincoln gonna do? D directing The Walking Dead? That's all he'll get. At first, he'll probably get some uh, independent movie roles if he wants it. But I think, I think he'll probably mo mainly do a lot of speaking engagements. Probably go back to do theater at this point, uh, and." and make a lot of money and appearances as Rick Grimes for the rest of his life to fund himself doing theater gigs that he wants to do. He will take three years after the walking dead it is uh, concluded, concluded to, or where he's off the show um, to have it kind of die down of him being Rick Grimes, let people forget a little bit, let a whole new generation of retards be born. And then just, you know, move on to something else. That's what I means what they do. If Neil Patrick Harris can come back from Dookie Hauser, it's true. Andrew can come back from Rick Grimes. It's true. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is a great example of some of somebody that can kind of like keep coming back in their own ways. And uh, Br Brian Cranston has made a name for himself in his own way uh, for doing s smaller roles or movie roles here and there after Walter White. So yeah, it is, it is apt. It is possible. Uh, Atari Dead says I wanted the show to end with Madison become the leader of the Whispers and then the whole show could have been a villain origin story uh, a Walking Dead A-Team crossover would be good and uh, okay so here we go let me play this audio while I still while I still have it Mad Max the Walking Dead Fury Road I'd watch that too like I think I think if they did something like that a where they had just actors from different series coming in or even AMC you better call Saul have Vince Gillick and you could have different directors come in to direct three or four episodes here and there and have fans of the Walking Dead series come in and and direct a, direct direct a couple of episodes yeah, and AMC people do it. It would be, it's a it, it would be awesome, but it's never gonna happen. Here we go. The episode Aldi presents scenes from Rick Grimes's last episode. <laughs> did you did you hear that? Okay, I, I it, it came quick, but let me see if I can rewind a little bit. Sunday. It ends. Aldi presents scenes from Rick Grimes's last episode. Immediately after the it goes to black there. It, Audi presents scenes from Rick Grimes's final episode, and let's listen to the audio. Let's see if we can hear something if it if it matters. Sunday night. I'm looking for my family. It feels like it's ending. It's not over. We don't die. I haven't even seen this part. Have a good night, AK. Good night, Alicia. Rick Grimes' last episode next Sunday night on AMC. And it's like, a, I don't know if it's the same voice. It sounded different. It's very, very clear announcer voice. So uh, compliments, compliments to Mr. Announcer Voice for a very... Sort of, on AMC's The Walking Dead. The extreme clarity. Good, good job, good job there, David. But it was, uh, it was very, very good. I don't, 
I, I don't like that. Again, I know it, it's just it's desperate. It's fucking desperate. It's 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 hey hey everybody hey I'm single hey guys hey hey. It's not just desperate. It's fucking rude, man. It is. It's, it's like so you're ruining it. It is, dude. It's fucking ruining it. We know. Yeah, here's the trailer for the next episode. Someone goes. Daryl's like, Michelle, Rick hasn't come back from the thing, and then Michelle goes, "What? Tune in next week for the Rick Grimes. You know, then say Rick Grimes final episode, but don't show." what he fucking sees. Like, I only heard the audio of that. This is the first time I uh, have heard it. I haven't even seen the clip yet that they showed. That Dude, they, they, a they, ago. they show a lot. Did you, did you see the clip? Yeah. Okay. They show a lot. They show a lot. I almost want, I almost want to pull it, pull it up here for, for a second. Uh, David, David talk. Let's see if I can get if, how easy it is to get it for. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Uh, but uh, uh, let me let me uh, let me just dis- distract the people. David, why don't you before we start to we're not necessarily wrapping things up. We're going to go in the chat a little bit more here. But David, why don't you tell people where they can find you and where if they want to find more of your content in shit, yo. <laughs> well, uh, primarily through my YouTube channel, The Walking David. Um, that really is the best way to, you know, uh, keep up with any kind of content that I do. I recently kind of released a couple of uh, bad movie night reviews that my best friend Alec uh, and my other best friend Kyle, his brother, um, that we did. I watched uh, one of those. Very very funny. Very funny. What did you say? I watched one. Very funny. Yeah. The, what Did you watch the latest one? The uh, Which one um, I just posted like. No, I, I watched one maybe a, maybe a week or so ago or something. I watched one. Okay. Yeah, there's one where we reviewed the movie Crash Dive from 1997 and a movie called Back in Business from 1997. And uh, both shitty VHSs, both horrible movies, but I think the videos and reviews are funny and you get to watch along. And they're fairly long, so they're like 30 plus minutes. So if you have a long shit on the toilet or a long breakfast, it's a good thing to watch. Um, Other than that, I would say the only other way you can keep up with my kind of exploits is uh, through Instagram. And I, I'll put it uh, in the chat here. I'll do a little at, you know, it's at Mr. David Grayson. Pretty simple. Kept it simple for you guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah, check out my stuff. Please subscribe uh, if you uh, have yeah. nothing else better to do. Make sure, make sure you do it. Oh, and I uh, broke through it in the chat as well. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I could fi- – I could, I, I was having trouble finding it and playing it, and then I realized I don't know how David would be able to watch it as well. Oh, so. I, can, I can watch. Uh, I can watch it right now. Okay. Okay. So, D- David, David, you, you watch it, and everyone else, you watch it. I, I just don't want to get copywritten. They'll, they'll, they'll call AMC's bastards with that shit, especially with the with the Walking Dead. It's happened in the past. So, and this whole video will end up getting taken down, and I don't want. I don't, and I won't be able to download it for the podcast. And too much information. Speaking of the podcast, if you listen to our audio cast, make sure you give us some uh, comments on iTunes, some star ratings, whatever you honestly think of the podcast. And I don't give a if that means you hate us but it still helps to give the rating so do that shit and always tune in live and subscribe to the youtube channel as well fill the issues guy so you can watch it live and check us out after every episode airs dude i just watched it it shows you it shows you everything 
Yeah, what the fuck? It shows Seriously? you everything. It shows you everything. It shows you Shane in the front seat, and AMC just tweeted, as someone mentioned in the live chat, sorry, I'm not giving you credit, uh, that Herschel's going to be in the next episode too, uh, which, uh, rest in peace, Scott Wilson. We're going to get, we're yeah. going to see Scott Wilson one, one more time on the show. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, why, David? You know, people, I swear, my entire life up until four years ago people used to just watch things and have no idea what was coming and you know what we all used to love shows now everybody has a fucking problem with everything okay everybody has a problem with every fucking major tv show and it's because it gets spoiled all the time by the fucking networks the actors at comic-con they have a fucking talking dumbass show right after the show um and uh you know it's uh, it's just frustrating, man. Like these last couple of seasons of like Game of Thrones, even I couldn't imagine if I had known that people reviewed Breaking Bad. Like when I first uh, had watched Breaking Bad, I think I came into it um, into the fourth season. Everybody was already on the fourth season when I came into The Walking Dead. They're about to start their fifth season. That was when most uh, season four of Breaking Bad is when they got the biggest surge in audience between four and the final season that the Gus final arc, excuse me. And, and not- I didn't even find you Phil until probably like three, uh, almost three years ago. Yeah. And, uh, just and like- I, I'm not getting away from that. I'm part of the problem too, but, but, uh, but whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. but I don't watch. Yeah, whatever. Know, the, but I'm, a, but I'm okay, shit. but we're okay. But, uh, but to, to your point, uh, the, uh, just, silly coincidental thing is the very first thing we ever podcast on this channel uh, was the final season of breaking bad it was the final second half of breaking bad where myself and my cousin Gotti uh podcast uh, on live on Ustream and then uploaded the videos to youtube of uh the final season of uh of breaking bad yeah but look at these last couple of seasons though of, of, of the last Three or four seasons of The Walking Dead and the last two or three seasons of Game of Thrones. Spoilers weren't as crazy, though. And I don't want to do the back of my day going through the, going through the snow, but spoilers have always been a thing forever. But the urgency that, that it's a cottage industry of, of finding out that information as much as possible. And I have nothing against people that go out there. That's a fuck it. The people that go out there on sets and take pictures and shit like that. I mean, that that's that's a lot of fucking effort to, to do that shit. Go, go make your nut, okay? Yeah, make I your get nut. It. Exactly. Go, go find, go get your nut, okay? However, you know, in this case, what you eat does in fact make me shit. And it's upsetting to me but, because and, it's like, I like this show when you're ruining it. But then folks. there's this bullshit that's bullshit releases like with the Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker bullshit. Where these uh-huh. where these where these set photos, where these set photos are being released that are obviously actual releases to get audience tease reactions to do test test audiences by the by they're they're playing with it now because that's what studios will do big studios will be like oh 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 okay so people are doing this is why don't we leak our own photos to give a test to test people out on the makeup on the joker yeah and and you know it it was already a weird choice and they know that it's a weird choice and like you said they're trying to 
justify it in case if they have to do some kind of emergency reshoot or something like that. Well, at least that's they what I think. They want to have the time to do it. At least that's why I think. I think it stinks of when you when you see set photos that are actual leak things where you, with those people hiding. These the the Joker ones look like they were actually released on purpose. They were like, oh, these it's are stolen not on a 4K iPhone 10. Yeah. by the assistant director. Yeah, and he's like uh, posing. He's like posing in a couple of the photos too. There, I mean, maybe they were publicity shots or whatever. But still, there was some there was some shadiness going on there that I think was. Yeah, there's a lot of shit now leaked to the Joker. There's like five minutes of the movie that you can see through cell phone footage. Mm-hmm. Five fucking minutes. That yep. that's a shit ton. The most that used to get spoiled was when a movie was coming out and the synopsis of it. But now we don't even get that. It's like people release the entire script. Yeah, you. They can- re- if you if you want any movie or television show uh, spoiled for you, you can find that information out there. It's not relegated just to Game of Thrones or relegated stuff. Shows that are really tight-lipped, it's even the shows that are the most tight-lipped, there's someone out there that's taking a chance and spoiling it. It's a very interesting time with media and the way people are consuming it and the choices. Everyone likes to consume stuff a different way, so I don't like to be like, ah, oh, fuck you for doing this one someone where but it's it's very it's very it's just very interesting because i we talked about this earlier and i think if anything's the theme of david and i's podcast tonight it's surprise is the best asset as a television watcher and i think going into this episode tie it all with a nice bow we all knew that rick grimes was going in the six six episodes but also out of sight out of mind if they had just said part of it, and people have said, well, they Andrew Lincoln announced he was leaving. They kind of was in a no-win situation. Fine. X amount of months ago, whenever it was in May, because I remember we were driving home from the Con of Thrones on the cross-country trip at the time it got it got put out there. It's or whenever it was May or June or whatever that Andrew Lincoln announced that he was going to be leaving the show. You say he's leaving the show then. You say maybe six episodes, whatever, got spoiled or got put out there to six episodes. Then you don't mention it again until he dies. <laughs> no, you you just ignore it and you have the death again be a surprise. But again, they chose to take the tactic of reminding you every after every episode and doing the ticker of how many episodes he has left, how many minutes. Rick death is brought to you by Audi. Das Auto. <laughs> 25, 2,307, 2,000 minutes to Rick Grimes dying. That's two minutes. You're all going to cry. It's just horrible. And I think that can, a lack of surprise, some stuff is, excuse me, some stuff is okay. To a certain extent, Things happen. You get spoilers. And I think some movies or television shows you can watch, and I don't give a fuck. But with something like this, they beat this so much that you knew it was coming. And for me, it lacked some of the strength it could have had if it was a surprise. Jokes and character deaths on television shows are always better with deaths. I'm always better with deaths. Whoa. Always better. Freudian slip there. Always better as a surprise. It's yeah, it's it's hard. It's listen, guys. You know, that's why they're called surprises. I mean, like you're getting literally down to the definition of words. It's 
Oh, that's I, how fucked this is. It's I like, read about the oh, surprise, surprise ending. No, surprise birthday party planned for you, Phil, and it's on your birthday at this time in this place. I will act. Sur- in two I more will, days to your birthday. I'll, I'm totally gonna be surprised. I'm totally. Yeah. I'm totally gonna be surprised. By the way, d- you're gonna be real surprised. You have no idea what's happening, but here is a guest list of the people who are not coming to your birthday party. Oh. It's just a theory I have of who may show up, but they're definitely going to. You know what? So. Theoretically, I'm going to be really disappointed that that person didn't show up. Theoretically. Theoretically. You know, yeah. But uh, but I'll pretend to be excited anyway. So <laughs> everybody thank you so much for tuning in tonight this was really awesome david i can't wait to have you again because david will be back later in the season as david mentioned if you haven't already definitely check out walking david's channel and give him a sub everyone in the live motherfucking chat you have been amazing as always let's go through a couple quick comments and say goodbye to some folks Uh, let's see we got Lindsay says, what baffles me is because in the past he didn't hold back criticism. It's like he uh, sold himself. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping. Sometimes in the live chat when I read comments, I'm jumping in mid-conversations with people. But let's go. Let's see. Anyone has any final comments? Now's the time. VFW says, Elizabeth Olsen almost spoiled that she died in Infinity Wars. She was doing a panel the day before the premiere, and she said, please bring me back. Kevin Feige, he shot her a look. And, And that's the problem when you do all these appearances, as David was saying. I'm not a... I don't mind the whole con- convention thing, and I want to be like, oh, fuck it, it's fucking horrible. But I think having characters that are still alive in shows and movies while they're at those conventions possibly isn't the best thing to do. Maybe have a rule that characters, when you're contractually connected to a show, still you can't make appearances there. Not just you can't. Only have people make it your thing that if Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. You're only allowed to have people show up at comic cons or interviews who are already dead. Yeah, they're not getting they're not getting new scripts. You already saw them die. Nothing getting fucking spoiled. You get to ask them all kinds of set questions. What's it like working with Andrew Lincoln? What's it like getting stabbed by Daryl Dixon in the face? You know, ask them fucking questions. But don't you fucking dare <laughs> ask Andrew Lincoln his a fucking opinion of his last few episodes yeah and 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 you're setting them up for a fall and this isn't some sporting event where they're there let's interview andrew lincoln as he comes off the field so andrew lincoln you just record your last scene in the walking dead i don't want to know i like mystery in my theater and by theater i just mean my my entertainment my visual entertainment if I can say again one thing a thousand times over and over again, literally this podcast is just me repeating the thing over and over again. Entertainment, I want to be surprised. That's it. I like yeah. surprise. And no, uh, nothing would be worth watching if everything was spoiled for you. Yeah, it's true. It is absolutely true. So let me uh, let me get ready over here. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining me. I will definitely be talking to you later in the season. And everyone in the live motherfucking chat, you are awesome as always. And If you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share the channel with a friend. And if you're listening to the podcast, like the podcast. Spread the word. You can think about all the ways you can help the channel grow in the description box below. Do that. Help us. Push us. Also, Riz just wanted to say thanks for having me on, dude. I really do appreciate it. It's always a pleasure, David. Love you, buddy. Uh, Mystery 100% filled. Mystery is everything. 
It really is. It's super surprise. David said it perfectly. It's like, oh, hey, I'm totally throwing you a surprise party on your birthday in May, Phil. Thanks. Come on. Phil says that, but when Game of Thrones season eight leaks come out, he gets on the lotion. It's tough because I have trouble refusing it. Season eight, I've so far been, as I've mentioned before, 99% spoiler free of season eight of the final season of Game of Thrones coming up. Hey, last minute rant, last minute rant. It's just you, you fuckers out there who think that the season eight footage leak of John hugging Sansa is a big deal. Suck my balls, okay? <laughs> like seriously, the fact that you're like, oh my God, there's new footage. And that's the only new thing. That's the only new thing. That's the all of the leaked footage. It's like you you suck at even spoiling shit, you fucks. It was two, anyway, it was, it was two seconds. It was two seconds of a trailer. I know exactly what you're talking about, David. But <laughs> good, rant, good, good final rant, David. Again, I was gonna call you Joe there for a second. But everybody, make sure you check out David. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this channel with a friend. Make sure you jump all around. You guys are awesome. <laughs> We'll talk to you guys next time when Rick Grimes is gone. We'll have Joe Dirty Locks back. Maybe David will call in a little bit too if he after he watches the episode. Give his thoughts on the final episode. Yes, absolutely. We'll be back soon. Later. Oh yeah, what I, what I meant to say. But I've avoided season eight leaks because I fucking watched all of season. I watched all of the season seven leaks too much and it ruined season seven for me and made me and made it not as quite as exciting for me so that's why i've prided myself on i avoid watching some of the channels i like on on youtube because i don't want to see spoilers right now i want to avoid myself put my head in the sand and not really start to dig in on it too much until some of the images of the new season come because i want to be as surprised as possible it's tough I've, and that's why I've liked Better Call Saul because no one's really trying to push Better Call Saul spoilers. So a show like that's been a good surprise to me and other shows like that. Anyways, that's my little rant of the of night. I avoid them. I'm an ostrich. Good night. But you can spoil the fuck out of The Walking Dead for me at this point. It's already done. Bloom, yeah. Bloom, yeah done. Bloom's off my rose. Next week is the final episode of The Walking Dead. Sponsored by Audi. <laughs> I want to drive an Audi now. <laughs> I'm going to buy a fucking Audi. Audi, the official car of the apocalypse. Yes, the official car of the death of Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>